Welcome, everybody, to We Geek Podcast. Today is December 16th, episode 180. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by my good friend, Logan. Hello. What up, man? And how you been, dude? How's your uh, been? You know, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there? It's, it's oh, yeah, right. we are on the cusp of yeah. craziness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one way to, to describe yeah. it, sure. Oh, yeah. No, I, I imagine... It's it's very different for you and me this week, I guess. Like you're getting ready for just the, just the craziness at work. Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready for the excitement for Star Wars. I guess I I, I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, like it has to be madhouse there, or getting prepared for it. It's you know you you stock up and you batten down the hatches and you pray. It's, yeah. That's basically it. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be something. Yeah. Now, are you? When do you plan on seeing it? Do they? Do they possibly do a showing for you guys? That is or? up. That's all up to Disney. That's okay. Things like that are at their discretion. Any any time there there is any sort of advanced anything, that's up to the distributor. Gotcha. Uh, so um, let's say they don't give it to you guys early. Do you have a plan on when you're going to see it? Uh, that's going to depend on when I work. Uh, gotcha. And that's, you know, I'm angling for maybe Sunday morning. Uh, gotcha. I, it, you know, that's it's going to be the least packed time. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Because I, I, I go into work Thursday and then I don't know when I leave. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like with Endgame. It's the same thing. I went in on Thursday to close and was there like half the day on Friday. So it's. It's insane. It's it's a madhouse. It is. Oh yeah. But... I'm going with a friend of the show, our buddy Raphael. He's he got tickets uh, through uh, the local Cloak and Blaster. Is doing a showing where they they basically sold. I think the tickets are like twenty bucks, and you get entrance into the movie, and I think you even get like a popcorn and drink. I'm not sure. Yeah, we did and a. If... We we've got one that did that. We've got some business yeah. bought out an auditorium and like. Yeah. and like stuff for a popcorn and drink so yeah there's that's 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 a neat way to do things yeah that's what i'm gonna do that was the easiest way to do it yep. uh because he reached out he was like hey i got a ticket and i was like hey i'm down that that way you know i'm not because the other way was going to be me going alone to like amc and i would much rather enjoy that with company of friends and stuff uh, and especially that group of people with the the cloak and blaster they're all a bunch oh, of nerds oh yeah oh hell yeah I'd, like that would be my choice in a heartbeat yeah. oh yeah absolutely um yeah so i'm 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 excited i think i saw i think i saw the last two with him as well uh with my brothers and f- some friends and stuff um so it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool to close out uh, the saga um and and i'm curious what's gonna happen next i know Disney, actually, I, I read a, a really good article. I think it was the New York Times. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up during the show. But Kathleen Kennedy was interviewed about, like, you know, uh, what the future of Star Wars is. And, you know, it was – she made it very clear. She, you know, she went to Bob Iger, I guess, and was like, hey, we need to – can we need to pump the brakes with this? You know, it, at least during the prequels, George was given at least three years between movies. Um you know, we need to take a, a second to breathe a little bit to figure out what's next. And I think that's the best decision. Uh, and I think we're getting a movie in like two years anyway. Like, I think the next planned movie is supposed to come out 2022. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, but that I think was also back when Benioff and Weiss were doing a trilogy. 
Well, no, I, I don't know. I, I think the article, the article is like very recent. Like they just interviewed her, and they, they, she discussed like the next movie is just a couple years out. Yeah. But it gave them time to, it gave them a couple years to, 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 to do everything. Um, but yeah, I, I, I gotta pull up the article once, once we're into it. But, um, it was, it was just everything she was saying made total sense. And you know, she's they're very aware of. Uh, you know, the, the, not the rep, I guess the reputation of what's happened around Star Wars with the directors and creative. And they, they, they want to make sure moving forward, they, they make the right decisions. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense. These things, you can't, you, 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 as much as I would love a new Star Wars every year, they need to take a little bit of a break, uh, make it a little bit more like a time between, because just the time between, um, the last I know I know there was some you know Solo came right after uh, it seemed like it came right after the Last Jedi and there's been a little bit of gap between that and now right yeah Solo was uh, six months after Last Jedi right Something and it like just that. wasn't long enough no um, no it wasn't people and it was also in the middle of everything else and it was yeah. like right bef- it was either right before or right after Deadpool two and it was right. just this it you know. And she didn't throw Bob Iger under the bus or anything, but she was like, she was fighting for that to be Christmas as well. Yeah. And, and they thought, and Bob Iger has admitted to, it was a bad call on his part to put it out on that date. Cause he thought that date would have been special uh, being that's when Star Wars, you know, all the other Star Wars movies came out, but it, it's clear that that should have been, I think if that would have been handed a, just a little bit of time between the last Jedi, I think more people would have saw it if it would have been put out in Christmas time, because uh, it's kind of anonymous with Christmas now. I was even watching the Mandalorian and the intro when they show all the colors, just even at the end of it when it shows the Star Wars and all the different colors, it reminded me of like a Christmas tree if that makes sense. And I know that's not their point, but. I, Maybe it's just my head and it's subliminal, but that's what I associate it with this time of year, the holiday season, if that makes sense. It's it's gotten to that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, it, it, so it's to me, I, I love it this time of year because there are a lot of less things coming out. It every, Everyone's getting excited for this time of year. I, I know I see a lot more of my family this time of year and my family. We talk about Star Wars and all that other stuff. So it's it's fun. Um, and I. I, I like that. I hope moving forward they they continue to put it out. And I think they are. They Didn't they announce the dates for this in Avatar and it was going to like rotate every year? Yeah, it was basically – yeah, it was like every Christmas was either Avatar or Star Wars. And it that's was, smart. I mean it was granted Ava- Avatar, I don't know. <laughs> I You know, given that it's a Disney thing, I think that's – I think had it just been back when it was Fox, I don't mm-hmm. know if it would have – if it would have popped, you know, I think right. I genuinely think that having Disney attached to it gives it something. It definitely does. I'm curious moving forward because what kids are going to think of it? Because I, I don't even know if kids know Avatar nowadays. I think they just think of, oh, that movie with the blue people. Well, it's on Disney Plus so they can go watch it. That's true. That's very true. Um, but I guess we'll see moving forward when it when we get a whole bunch of them. But Anyway, yeah. um, I'm excited for this week. We not only get that, I think, uh, what's today's Monday we're recording. Wednesday we'll have The Mandalorian or tomorrow night if you stay up really late and are crazy, <laughs> uh, which I, I think I did once. And I was like, no, the next day I was like, I, yeah. I can't do that again. So I usually just wake up early now the day before. So, yeah, on 
on Wednesday morning, I'm going to wake up and watch that. And yeah, I mean, well, I guess we'll talk about the Mandalorian at the end of the episode. Uh, so we can jump into spoilers. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. This week's just going to be just chock full of star Wars. Yeah. We got the Mandalorian. We got the movie. We got some comics coming out. Uh, and be warned. I think the the critics are seeing it tonight. Like tonight is their big showing. Well, the it's the premiere. Like premiere, the world it, yes. premiere is is held in in L. A. tonight. So yeah, I'm if, I I'm gonna be one of those where like I am snoozing everything. Like if you're if if it's a news page I follow, I'm just like nope nope. I've gone through like IGN, Nerdist. I think even like Deadline. I've gone through just been like nope. I'm good. I'll wait. Like you guys can just chill for a while. Yes, I am uh, completely staying off Twitter because that's usually oh god, where... I, oh no, Twitter and Reddit like are just yes. are are death right now for like because it'll be the first thing you see. You'll yes. go now, on a completely unrelated subreddit and it'll be the first thing you see. Right. Is there a way to turn off all comments on YouTube? I don't know. I I just not go on YouTube. <laughs> I see. That's the problem. Is I love YouTube yeah. and I I, I love YouTube because I watch. Everything under the sun revolving movies or sometimes games or whatever. So, like, I'll, I love the deep dives into TV shows and movies and behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, so, I wish there was a <laughs> how to disable all comments on, on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure there is. Um, I'll look into that later. Because if there's not, there totally should be. Like, hey, how do I just disable all comments? Because... Yeah. I never go into them. I never. It's just a disaster. It's just like Reddit or whatever, or tw- the the bad side of Twitter. Uh, but yeah, exactly. I'm saying I don't. I don't even go on Reddit anymore unless someone sends me a link. And Twitter. Uh, I like Twitter, but that also can be just a disaster. So yeah, I, I uh, I'm gonna be saying off that this week. Yeah, because no. I'm gonna be surprised. I'm a, and oh, in that article, uh, Kathleen Kennedy actually talked about like why they decided to throw some of these things in the trailers to show us ahead of time uh because and i think her, her thing was like this is the last one like like we're, we're not doing what we did before where we're trying to like gotcha it's it's like no we're showing you some things that you're going to see in this movie um and it's it's the last one of the kind so that that's how we're that's how we're dressing it now and i thought that was pretty cool because they've shown some like pretty crazy things in in the the teaser trailers, I don't even know if I want to talk about. Even though it's in the it, it's in the advertising, they're they're big spoilers. Yeah, I've 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 done my best to stay away from like I saw the I saw the last, not the like most recent trailer they did, but what the the Monday Night Football one I guess, which was like the last like big trailer, and I'm like I'm good. It's it. I saw the TV spot, also a little ways back that had like the little bit of Duel of the Fates in it. And okay, like, so you didn't see the clips. No, I have no. I've intentionally okay. stayed away from that stuff. Like okay, I've we'll seen stay, enough. We'll stay far away from that. The TV, the the clips, are the biggest spoilers. I'm, so I'm definitely don't watch that. I'm sure they are. I've seen, and there's there is an internet rumor I've seen going around about like what little cameo might be in it, and if that's a thing, I hate that that might have been spoiled for me. But aside from that, like I've seen absolutely nothing, and I'm. I am trying was to it from an interview? I don't remember where it was, but it was in the headline. Where it was yeah, like, yeah. okay. I, th- I think I saw the same thing. There was an interview with J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and he was, and there was something about like this this character, and I was just like, damn it, 
So that was, yeah. that was when I went on my spree of just like snooze you and snooze you and unfollow you and mute you. Like, right. Well, I think the the fair thing to do going into this is if this is if this is truly the end of the Skywalker saga, I would ex- I would hope that there is some cameos from all different versions of Star Wars comics, the the animation, the games. I'm I'm looking to be surprised if that yeah. makes sense. No, that's um, fair. Prequels, you know, everything. I I'm you know I'm a I'm a mark for it all, you know, so in anything like that, I'm excited for. So, um, yeah, it was the Los Angeles Times she did an interview for. So I, I highly recommend uh, go seek that out. It's a very, very good uh, interview, very good article. Um, and it, 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 it explains a lot of like what their idea is. And the whole time I was reading, I was like, this makes sense. Like this is, you know, she's not she's not where she's at for no reason. You know what I mean? Like Kathleen Kennedy, all the things that she's did in her career, it's, it's very smart moves. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, say what you want about a few of the episodes. I think they've, the, the new movies have gone over 5 billion at this point. So she, (laughs) she did her job. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, I'm excited about that. What else? There was something else. I'm sure I'll think of it. There was also something else. Star Wars related this week. Oh, the the Fortnite. Yeah, that uh, it's like okay, I into that. sure, that was a thing. Uh, Dude, that... the, you know, as much as Fortnite gets shit, and it's it's full of kids, and it's not really my thing anymore. You, I mean, we've talked. I loved the battle battle. What was it? The 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 player under the battlegrounds type game, right? Yeah. Um, still play battlegrounds every once in a while with some buddies. Fortnite was cool at first, but. It got ran over with kids, which it's okay. That's 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 awesome. They have a they have their game, uh, but once it started doing that, it wasn't really for me, right? Yeah. When I heard the news that they, that J.J. Abrams was going to appear in it and premiere a clip, I was like, all right, I gotta log in. So I redownloaded the game, uh, logged in, and then everything went off because it said I got like a bunch of stuff. Jumped in. Apparently, it was super hard to get in. If you didn't get in within, uh, I think. I, don't know, I forgot what time it was. I think it was like if you, at two thirty they opened the doors, and at three o'clock JJ Abrams was going to talk. If you didn't get in around that two thirty time, and it was kind of a weird thing, like you had to wait till till two thirty, or I'm sorry, I keep saying two thirty till one thirty Eastern. If you didn't if you didn't log in right at one th- or before one thirty, if you logged in before one thirty, you were like in a Fortnite game. At 1.30, they shut that off, and it was like, hey, you log in, you're going to this, the Risky Reels or whatever. But if you didn't log in within the first few minutes, you didn't get in. Apparently, it was like that packed. Huh. So, you, yeah, so you jump in, and and everyone goes to Risky Reels or whatever. I guess it's like a movie theater place. Um, and you can shoot each other for like 30 minutes or whatever, and you keep dying and keep popping back in into that same area. And uh, the the map gets smaller and smaller as 30 minutes go by, and and then it, like it forces you all everyone that's in your little server, um, to go onto this platform. And there might have been like 10 or 20 of us. And then kind of like all hell breaks loose. It actually looked really cool after that. And all of a sudden, randomly, you would hear Jeff Keeley through the game speakers. As if it was like God talking, and he's like, "Mike, check one, two, three." <laughs> We're like, "What?" <laughs> and and he's like, "Yep, well, JJ James is going to be appearing in, in twenty minutes, so everybody get ready." 
Uh, so anyway, the time comes and he says, we're going to give it about 10 more minutes because people are still, still trying to come in. And then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. The platform raises and you're all kind of stuck on it. And then like all of a sudden all of the Star Destroyers just warp into like the sky above you. Nice. And the Millennium Falcon comes and TIE fighters are shooting at it. And you kind of lock, you lock your camera on because it tells you like hold down the right, uh, the right mouse to uh to to lock on to what's going on in the sky and like you know you're watching the Millennium falcons diving above it's destroying all the fortnite stuff that everyone built around the area which was crazy <laughs> um and the tie fighters are shooting when the mount falcons going around and then it lands and then jeff jeff Keeley comes out he talks for a little bit and then he introduces jj abrams and it's literally a skin of jj abrams like it's they they did a whole character model for jj abrams which that would be hilarious if they sold it in the game. To like, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they have, like, all ever. the Star Wars skins. Yeah. But, but yeah, JJ comes out, and then they do... They had four panels there, like, circle panels, where they did, like, quizzes. And they were like, what kind of clip do you think we're going to show? One of them was, like, Darth Jar Jar, and then there was a few other ones. And I won't say the other ones, because if you didn't see the clip, I don't want to spoil it, because... It's 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 a pretty neat thing that they showed. I, I thought they were going to show a clip from about a week ago, but it was a brand new clip. And people guessed, and people guessed it right, I guess, and like above it, it said the thing. And then we saw the clip, and it was like on a big outdoor screen in the game. And they showed the clip. It was pretty neat. J.J. Abrams and Jeff Keighley go back and forth for like another five minutes, and then he gets back into the Millennium Falcon and takes off. And oh, and they ask. Oh, I'm sorry. During this, they ask you what's your favorite lightsaber color. So of course, I stood on green. I had like green, blue, purple, red. And then once it was all over with, a big treasure chest drops out of the sky. You open up the treasure chest, and it's lightsabers. Nice. That was pretty cool. And it was one of the best feeling lightsabers in a game that I've ever felt. Like it. It reminded me of the Jedi Knight series where like you're jumping around, you're slashing, you can go fast, you can double jump with it. And it just, it, the look and the feel, I was like, it, it, it wasn't like uh, the, the last game that just came out fallen order where fallen order feels more clunky. It feels like heavy. Yeah. Where this one was like, you're, you feel way more like a fast Jedi. Um, and then you got to kill each other for like 10 minutes until it was over with. And then I guess, they're now in the game so if you log into Fortnite, there's like different areas where tie fighters have crashed and there's treasure chests around it you can pick up uh blasters or lightsabers nice that's pretty cool oh yeah so like they've totally tied in just like what they did with uh the avengers with with thanos and all of that stuff like they're totally doing star wars and it's that's smart that's how you get the kids in that's because that's all kids talk about nowadays. I imagine Star Wars to them, it's like, that's something the grandfather watched, yeah. you know. But, uh, but yeah, that's it's, that's how you get all the kids excited. And, man, it was fun. It, it totally, it, it blew me away what they were doing. And that was just such a bizarre experience to be like, oh, yeah, I logged into Fortnite where J.J. Abrams was on a stage in front of me <laughs> talking through his skin. <laughs> it's just so weird. That's fair. Um, yeah, but that was fun, and then yeah, they showed a clip. So, and if you want, if you want to know what it is, it's it's totally on YouTube. You can go check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it was. I'll check that out. Like after, once I've seen the movie, I'll check that out just to see how weird that probably looked. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely an experience and I could totally see them doing this again with a, a bunch of other movies moving forward. You know what? I'm surprised there's not a Fortnite animated TV show or movie out there. Yeah. Like that, that just to me makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, you could say the same thing about Overwatch or World of Warcraft or, you know, fill in anything here, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, it's just that's shocking to me. You know, but everything's going after, like, book series now, which I'm totally down for. I'm totally about it. Um, But I'm surprised that there's not... You know, there's like a, a hundred Sonic cartoons, but why didn't they touch Fortnite? It's just weird. But yeah. Anyway, all right. So, uh, let's let's start off. What was the box office like? Uh, box office this week was basically just Jumanji, which was to be expected. You know, Frozen's been out a few weeks now. The fervor's kind of died down. A lot of that crowd went to Jumanji because it was like, hey, this is the this is a, a Kids movie for slightly older kids ish, basically, um, right. which you know that's fine. Uh, Jumanji was good. I, I got a chance to see it, and it was really enjoyable. It's this. It's genuinely just the first one, but turned up a little. So right. if you if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. Okay. Uh, Jack Black gets to play a handful of characters. And it's really funny. Oh, that's good. It's it's tremendous, and the, <laughs> it's just I'm glad to see Jack Black just having fun with things. Yeah, but that's cool. Uh, it it brought in a little over sixty million. Uh, Frozen dropped to uh, about nineteen and change. Knives Out still going fairly strong at uh, a little over nine. Uh, Richard Jewell was one of the other premieres this week. It made five million. Uh, and Black Christmas was the third premiere this week, made a not quite four and a half. Yeah. So. Cool. Man, every time I see the Richard Jewell commercial, I'm like, Clint Eastwood really wants us to not trust the media. <laughs> or the government. Or the government, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Clint, Clint, Clint oh, caught man. old white guy syndrome. Yeah. He really did. ready to fight back? Like, like, come on, gang. Yeah. But, yeah, I want to see all these movies. Jumanji, yeah. uh, Knives Out I want to see the most. Knives Out's really good. Yeah. If for nothing else, then to hear Daniel Craig's accent, because it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically just an exaggerated Foghorn Leghorn impression. But it <laughs> fits. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> it shouldn't work. If I really feel like if anybody else had tried to do that, you'd look at him and just go, what are you doing? <laughs> right. But it works, because he stands, he does, he'll stand there, and you, you try really hard not to picture him in, like, the white suit and barrel-chested with his hands on his lapels, you know, thumbs sticking up, like, like an old-time, it's, it's almost like an old, like, plantation owner kind of accent. Right. It's just that long and drawn out, and that... The 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 key for everybody is just he talks about what happens the knot of the party, yeah. And it's then you just when you hear that you're just like, oh my god, did he number his feathers for just such an occasion? It's yeah, it's intense, but it's really good. It's a really really fun movie, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh, Juma- like I said, Jumanji is a good plus if you're 
you know, if you if you enjoyed the first one, you'll dig the second one. It's awesome. It's very much just it's that but turned up, which yeah. is fine by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see it. I definitely want to see it. Um, <clears throat> cool, cool, cool. What do we do? What, we got some. We got. Star Wars coming out. What what are the movies we got coming out? Uh, at some point, either this week or next, because I can't actually. They they there's been a little bit of release date shifting with some stuff at the end of the year, like 1917 and Bombshell. Like th- stuff is kind of jumbled around a little, uh, mm-hmm. and especially in regards to limited release versus wide release. Yeah. What I believe comes out within the next week, like okay. from now until Christmas, is Bombshell, Star Wars, and Cats. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure it's all three of them this weekend. Mm-hmm. It may be Bombshell and Star Wars this weekend and Cats on Christmas. I, yeah. But I think it's all of them this weekend. Yeah. But I'm not exactly sure. Why would they put those out? Well, I don't know why someone put Cats out during the same time as Star Wars. Because mu- for families at Christmas. Not every family yeah. at Christmas is going to go to Star Wars. It's the same thing two years ago. The release slate was Jumanji, Star mm-hmm. Wars, and The Greatest Showman, a musical. Yeah. All three of them made bank. This year, just... the slate is Jumanji, Star Wars, and Cats, a musical. Who, who's Cats for, though? <laughs> Theater people. I... Trust who... me, this is going to make money. I guarantee yeah. you it's going to make money. Yeah, I don't know. I see it, it just looks terrible. It's it. There is very. There's nobody that's meh on this that I've talked to. It's either this looks fantastic and I want to see it, or this looks horrifying and the stuff of nightmares get it away from me. Yeah, I want to talk to people who think it's fantastic because I I'm just I, I I've talked to a couple and I'm just like, but what about the design? And they're like, I think it yeah. looks neat. Like, okay, I mean that's fair. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, trust me, it's it'll make bank. It's gonna yeah. make good money. Uh, Spies in Disguise also comes out during Christmas. It will not make bank because nobody's really going to go see that, which is unfortunate because, yeah. you know, you get the genie and Tom H- and Spider-Man in a movie. Like, um, it, it, I wish it came out at a different time. <laughs> yeah, every time, I, every time I see a trailer or like uh, uh, an image of it, I'm like, oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, that's and that's what's going to happen on Christmas. Yeah, no, which is like I said, it's unfortunate if they had just bumped it, you know, a couple weeks. You know, yeah, any that... of these coming out in January or February makes more sense to me. Yeah, but but I... you gotta have something out. I can't just be Star Wars. Yeah, and I I get why because mm-hmm. you know it's you know families are together, kids are out of school, so let's put yeah. the kids movie out now. I get it, and and all in all, it probably will do better over Christmas than it would have if they'd done it after everybody went back to school. Yeah. But I go back to Ferdinand. Which was the other movie a couple of years ago? Oh yeah, was, I forgot about that. Yeah, by the same studio. It was also by Blue Sky, and it came out alongside Jumanji and Star Wars and The Greatest Showman. It was also a Christmas time movie, and it was a John Cena vehicle. And John Cena's yeah. big with kids, and nobody really went and saw Ferdinand. Yeah, so, I feel like Spies in Disguise. It is so just weird to me when I look at the slate for this year and I'm like I I see the parallels like it's such a weird parallel between mm-hmm. the last time we had a Star Wars movie just across the board it's like this is weird yeah so 
Like, we've got another Jumanji. We've got another musical. We've got another Blue Sky Studios animated movie. Like, yeah. I, it's, oh, it's weird. It's so weird. That's weird. Yeah, no, man, I think probably the thing I'm going to watch the most, obviously, is Star Wars. But I think the other thing I'm really excited for this time of year is The Witcher. Yeah, that's, when is that, when's the premiere for that again? I believe it's the 20th. Okay. Yeah, so it should be next, no, oh, this yeah, week, d- Friday. Oh, yeah, duh, Friday. Netflix stuff is always on Fridays. I forgot. Yeah. Yep. So, oh. gonna check out, so my week is Mandalorian. Star Wars. By Skywalker, yep. And, and then, then Witcher. Witcher. And it'll be, I'm, I'm curious to see if they decide to do one episode of the whole series. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um... Yeah, it says first episode date is December twentieth. I wonder, if, I wonder what that means. Yeah, they may, they may be going weekly. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. That, yeah, that would be smart. I think. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. That indeed we shall. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Uh, we got. I didn't see these trailers. Tell me about these trailers. Uh, just the only one that I saw this week was the new Top Gun trailer. Okay. Uh, which I, you know, it was like, hey, this is, you know, Tom Cruise flying fighter jets. Okay. Awesome. That's, okay. you know, that's what I'm here for. So I'm sold. <laughs> I didn't need anything else. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I saw the first trailer and I thought it looked okay. Yeah. Yeah. This this is a little more of like, oh, he's called back to teach. Okay. Basically. That he's, makes sense. He's the the new instructor. And it's basically, you know, here are the kids and, oh, yeah, this guy's old, blah, 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 he's out of touch. Me... And, you know, he, in the span of, like, ten seconds in the trailer, they're all just like, oh, uh, oops. <laughs> Let me ask you, does anyone in the trailer say, who are you? No. <laughs> no, not in this one. No. <laughs> it's, it's not all, like, all the other ones where... No, they're they're very well aware of 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 who he is. No, not him. I meant like another character. Was like, who are you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I couldn't find if they're all dropping it once or not. Yeah, I guess just yeah. They, all they know is the first episode at least is dropping that day. We'll, we'll find out. I guess we will find out. That's for sure. Um. All right. Cool. 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 Uh. So, uh, what what other some movie news we got? They're rebooting Power Rangers again. Cool. Uh, it's coming from Paramount. I I think not cool. I like the last one. They could have done a sequel on that. It's only been two years. The last one was great, and mo- a lot of the people that came from it are now big stars. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at uh, was it Naomi Scott, right? Yeah. And she's yeah. she's huge money you know charlie's angels aside i mean it's uh, aquafina is up for an award this year right it's 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 nuts yeah and she was in she's in she's in the new jumanji and she's just fabulous yeah because she gets she gets to play uh one of the characters and well she gets to play two of them at different points i won't tell you who or how because that's a little spoilery but oh my god it's fantastic it's so good yeah Awesome, but no, I'm 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 bummed that they're not continuing on from that one because I I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah, but you know they're they're gonna do what what they do. 
Um, yeah. Where? Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where was Aquafina in? I'm sorry. She had an album called Yellow Ranger. Oh, okay. I was looking up information about her. I thought she, never mind. No, <laughs> she I wasn't was... in the movie. It took me a minute because I was like, she wasn't in that one. I don't. Yeah, say. no, it popped up on my news thing, and I was just reading it. I was gonna say it as soon as you were done talking. I was like, oh wait, she wasn't in it. Yeah. But I guess it was one of her her albums. Yeah. But I mean, it's up yeah. to you going, man, because I I googled the Power Rangers. I was like, man, that whole cast was stacked last yes. <laughs> this movie. But uh, but, but yeah, you know. But I mean, uh, Ludi Lin is gonna play uh Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat reboot. Right. Uh, I hear this this Bill Hader guy has has done some stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I I guess he's he's kind of funny or or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hell, the uh. What was it? Uh, Darce Montgomery was in that. The guy yeah. who's who was on uh, Stranger Things. He was a uh, Billy. Yep. Like I mean, this yep. you really look at that cast and it's nothing to sneeze at. So is this going to be a movie or a TV show? It is a movie. Uh, it's uh, it's coming from Paramount. Uh, from Jonathan Entwistle, who did uh, the End of the Effing World on Netflix. I don't get why they don't do a television show. Instead. Because they already it have a television sense. show. Yeah, but well, do we still have a television show? Yes, it never. It, it's still on. It's a different. Oh, it's it's an it's basically an anthology series anymore. Mm. Every season is its own thing. But gotcha. yes, the series is is there is still a TV series as far as I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, but he's an odd choice because they they talked about how they wanted like the uh, the script that. Uh, uh, Patrick Burley is working on. He did uh, he did the script for Peter Rabbit two and 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 a handful of other things. That mm-hmm. it's just it's a very different tone than than uh, than the Netflix show, and it's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be set present day, and then they wind up uh, somehow time traveling back to the nineties and have to get back. Yeah. And I don't know if I want that or not. So it's going to be set in the 90s. It's going to be set mostly in the 90s. It's basically just going to be like Back to the Future. That's cool. I think that sounds cool. I it, it, And here's the thing that I have to remember. It's not made for me. It's made for people a third my age. So The thing is, is that, well, then you get into the, you're right. Because then it's who is this for if they're going back to the 90s. Yeah. Because are you trying to get the our age? Because that would be the 90s crowd. Well, but think about Back to the Future, though. Back to the Future was not made for people who grew up in the 50s. That's true, I guess. I, I think they can do it, and I think sold. they can, can do it de- can do it <laughs> decent, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, we're so old. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. right? But I guess that's the way you get both crowds. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, man. But okay. We'll get... I, I don't know. I'm curious to see, because it does seem like they're going for a more lighthearted kind of tone uh, more in line with the old series instead of because the i mean you know the the last movie they did was kind of heady yeah i mean you know oh yeah the, one of one of them had their mom was sick one of them i'm pretty sure was either a runaway or homeless yeah uh, one was was slightly on the spectrum which i thought you know i mean these are fantastically deep and complex characters and that was part of why i loved it but I get why it didn't appeal to six-year-olds. Right. And that's the target market for that. So, 
they, they'll do what they're going to do. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go, but right. you know, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Cool. 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 On the, uh, on the other end of that spectrum. Yep. And speaking of Benioff and Weiss, they are adapting the uh, graphic novel Lovecraft, which, if memory serves, was really about, like, it was a fictitious biography. If I remember right, it was like, what if he wasn't making this stuff up? Okay. Kind of thing. Um, I can't, it's, I'm, oh, man. I've, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never actually read it, but I'm. It was it it include it's set in the twenties in the in this you know in that universe. So, the 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 graphic novel was called Lovecraft. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. It's I can't I don't have the author down here. When I looked it up, the Lovecraft graphic novel was basically like four classic horror stories. So it's like his horror stories in graphic novel form. I'm not sure if that was it. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't sound like unless unless I completely misread what uh what I was reading, which is always gotcha. a possibility. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't have. Uh, Lovecraft by was it Hans Radanoff? That sounds right. Yeah, the the Necromechacon or whatever, Cthulhu, the unnameable, the cursed of town, uh, came, these icons of horror uh, sprang from the imagination of horror. But consider this, what if the imaginary terrors of Lovecraft wrote were not imaginary at all? So that sounds like exactly what you're talking that's, about. That's it was like, from yeah. Vertigo. Okay, there we go. Oh, that's why. Yeah, so look, if, you, if you're if you listening, look up Lovecraft by Vertigo. That's That's the comic the graphic novel that they're they're basing us off of so that makes sense gotcha, yeah gotcha. yeah and it's on goodreads a lot of people seem to like it but that's cool that's and that's an interesting way to come at it instead of yeah. trying to adapt the story you know why right. not come at it from this it's because it is a, a different kind of angle right yeah, it's like, well, hey, these things he's writing about, what if they existed? Uh, speaking of that, have you watched any of his dark materials? No, I haven't. Which is kind of, I guess, in the fantasy spectrum. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's good. It's good. It really, it, it's good. I like it. Uh, I we were watching it the other night and or the other day. We didn't really have much to do. I was like, hey, let's check this out. And I was hooked. I gotta say, I, I think a new episode came out last night. I gotta watch, but. It was way better than the movie. Well, yeah, um, the the Golden Compass was not a great movie by any stretch. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this had way more time to... Because I'm like, I know there was a polar bear, and then that comes into play. And it's I, it's like, I'm tr- I, I don't know, I felt like I was drunk watching the movie because I don't... Re- I only remember, like, bits and pieces. Yeah. Like, like I remember there's a bear. I remember a story about kids... And yeah, and it's the, the it fleshes it way more out in the show. But I've been enjoying it, so I'll probably talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when that's done, but I'm not sure because it's got to be what eight nine episodes now because it's run about as long as Watchmen did. It has, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. Um, I can look it up while we talk, but yeah, yeah. But been enjoying it. It's been pretty good. 
that's good. That's I'm always yeah. down for more good stuff, but you know. Oh yeah. Oh, looks like there's gonna be seven episodes. So I mean, it might have been the season finale. Oh, eight. I'm sorry. There's gonna be eight. Okay. So December fifteenth is the seventh, and December twenty second is the uh, final episode. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So check it out if you if you want a little bit of fantasy. Uh, it's good. It's really good. They do a good job explaining the world in the first episode of why they have their demons, which are really just these animal things that run around with them. And it's like their soul or whatever. But anyway, you'll see. Check it out. It's good. Very good cool. Good stuff. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers has announced a couple release dates for some upcoming films. They've they've unlisted um, Akira because that was they had the YTD signed on to handle that. But he's a little busy over with the House of Mouse and some of their stuff. Yeah, uh, so they pretty much are like holding on to him now. Yeah, so they they took that off the schedule. Uh, they added their the Flash movie in is going to be July first, twenty twenty two. Cool. And they've decided that twenty twenty one needs to be the real year of Keanu. Yeah, because uh, the Matrix Four is going to come out May twenty first, twenty twenty one, and that date set off a lot of alarm bells with people who said, "Hey." John Wick Chapter 4 comes out the exact same day. Which is odd. Yeah. It's like, what is WB thinking, and why? Like, they're just gonna split their audiences. They're gonna hurt themselves doing that. That because, makes no sense. No, the exact same audience is gonna want to go see both movies, and they're just gonna pick one. Right. One weekend. And I'm sorry, it's not gonna be The Matrix 4. Yeah. that's it's, Maybe it's, this is their, like, just dumb idea of Hey, let's test the waters to see which franchise we move forward with, which is crazy because I still think people will go see the Matrix. It's been a while since the last one. Yeah. Uh, even even though the last two might have soured a little bit of people, but it's I think it's been long enough where it's like I'm interested. Uh, you think at the beginning of the Matrix movie, someone's gonna go, "Who are you?" Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I guarantee that's gonna happen. But no, uh, yeah, that's that's fucking insane. That same day, like, who thought of who? I want to be in the boardroom where someone was like, let's do it the same day as our other movie with Keanu. Why not? Fuck it. I just, (laughs) you know, I I don't understand because they're, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just because it's distributed by Summit Entertainment, which is Lionsgate. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, does, does Warner Brothers have a beef with Lionsgate? I don't understand, you know, I, I, I don't get it. Put one out during the Christmas time. Let or or you know do it a month down the road, man. You're not yeah, gonna yeah. lose anything doing it in June. Give it three weeks. Let John Wick have have three weeks and then do something else. I don't know what the rest of the 2021 scene looks like yet, but I have a feeling that if they decided to put it out, what's that gonna be? June 12th, 13th, whatever. You could put John Wick out during March and it would still sell. Well, I mean, you know, let. You know, do that with the Matrix. February. Like I, or you Matrix. Know. Any of any one of those people will go see it. Why do people think that people just don't go outside in those months? I don't understand. Because they look at the box office and people yeah, but don't. The, they don't? No. No one really. saw Deadpool. They okay, yeah, sure, they went and saw Deadpool. Can you name any other movie besides the Fifty Shades movies that have come out in if but, it was but, not if it was not a giant name movie, now I grant you, John, something like these John are Wick, giant names. J- the Matrix, not so much. John Wick, if you dropped it in February, yes, would pull, no question. But, I think 
I don't I think, think both would. I don't think the Matrix so much. Not I anymore. Think the, I, I think, but the Matrix, it's obviously, it just hasn't been around. Yeah, I think if you did this a decade ago, literally a decade ago, it might have been able to pull. And I guess now they're capitalizing on the fact that Keanu is a giant thing once again. Yeah, I, I think I, it's the perfect time to do it. Yeah. But I, I agree with you that, yeah, it hasn't been a thing for a long time. But I think that kind of... That's kind of cool. It's like it, it, it doesn't have the same kind of uh, fan base as, let's say, Harry Potter, because Harry Potter hasn't had a new. Well, I guess they had the, the never mind. That's not a good example because they have the spinoff movies. Uh, I'm just trying to think of another example like Ghostbusters. I don't know. It, it, it hasn't been a minute and it makes me more, more interested in it, if that makes any sense. I think if they did a Matrix 4 a couple years after the third one, I would have completely lost interest. I, I'm okay with them. Like, let them move it to March. Yeah. There's nothing so far coming out. You can't have February because Marvel has February with Shang-Chi. I think I think it, it makes sense to, like, January, February, I guess, for weather. A lot yeah. of people probably snowed in and stuff like that. And the weather, you don't want to go outside because it's freezing. I, 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 I kind of forget where I live <laughs> where compared to other places. Yeah, but people still go see things in February. I mean, Black Panther was a was a runaway yeah. box office juggernaut, and it came out in February. Exactly. Deadpool uh, came out in February. I mean, all the Fifty Shades movies had their varying degrees of success because they came out in February because people don't I, understand what romance is. But right. There's, you know, if you find the right movie in the right market, but that's my thing of just, it's got to be a giant thing. I think if right. you if you moved one of them to February to do better, John Wick would do better than The Matrix would. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. I think John Wick stays where it is, and Warner mm -hmm. Brothers is going to blink. Yeah. Because I, and I, <laughs> because I don't think, I think John Wick will be done in time. I don't think The Matrix will. I don't think The okay, Matrix. I don't I, think so either. I think that release date gets bumped five months I'll, I'll call it now i think the matrix comes out in october of that year okay i think i think it's going to be october early november now th who besides john wick was in matrix four uh uh lawrence fishburne okay so the, the original cast there i, I don't know if... thinking there was a new person that was announced for it for the matrix yes probably um um, I don't even know if Fishburne's coming back, really. I know that, um, oh, nuts, I can't remember her name, and I am a terrible person. It was, uh, who was it that played Trinity? Help me out here. Carrie Ann Moss. I okay. know she's. I know she said she's coming back. Uh, okay. But. I okay, so like the big three from them. I guess. I'm, I'm not entirely sure about Fishburne, because I haven't kept up with. What's happening? Uh, untitled portion. Let me see. Uh, did we have anybody that's signed on? So the cast, the cast so far as it looks. Why did I think Michael B. Jordan was attached to it at some point? I I don't know. Um, He's been attached to like everything though. Yeah. <laughs> Development of the fourth film. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss uh, reprising the roles. Um, okay. October. Oh, uh, Kaya Abdul Mateen the second is in the cast. Okay. Uh, Jessica Henwick and Neil Patrick Harris have also been cool. cast. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith will be returning. Um, Jonathan Groff and Toby uh, Anwumere uh are also cast. 
Okay. I do not know who Toby is. What was he in? Oh, he was in Sense8. Okay. I'm recognizing that. Yeah. Jessica Henwick is a name that sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, she was uh, one of the Sand Sisters in Game of Thrones. Did you know the guy that Obi-Wan Kenobi offered him a death stick was in the Matrix? Really? Yeah, he played Mouse. Ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, random Star Wars fact. That's fair, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think a few other people are too, but that was right around the time where... Wasn't the Matrix still big then? Like, what was it, 2004? No, no, it was 2002. Yeah, or, so it would have been or, right before uh, Reloaded. What yeah. drives me crazy is Reloaded and Revolutions came out six months apart. Yep. <laughs> yep, they shot both at the same time, I think. Yeah, and then they were like, we're going to do these two the same year, and that didn't really work out so well. Yeah, no. Yeah, Money-wise, I think it did. I think Revolutions made bank, but... Yeah, well, people were like, hey, more Matrix, and they got there, and they're like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, this Matrix. The, sh the shine is off now. Yeah. And that's one of those things, like, I don't know how 4 is going to do. I, I don't know. They have to do something different. And I think that's what made the first one so special, because it was doing something so different. Right, so it's, I mean, but how do you re-revolutionize a genre that you revolutionized? Right. Yeah, Scream tried that with Scream 4. That did not work out very well for them. Yeah. Like, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but it was not, it was almost a it, it almost became what it was trying not to be. Right. You know, but it's kind of like, I mean, it's, I, I, I hate keep bringing everything back to Star Wars, but it's kind of the same way thing. Like, how do you capture that magic? Yeah. Those original movies, especially the FX. Um, I was looking at, oh, who are those guys that do the FX on YouTube? Uh, oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Corridor Crew. Yes. They did, a, they did a special on Star Wars FX and it's, you know, they're, they're young guys. Uh, maybe probably our, our age or a little bit younger, I guess. Yeah. And they are like, hey, this is how they did this back then. And this and how they did it still is like magic to current FX people because it's all practical. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. no computer, <laughs> you know, or the computer was wire work. That was the best they could do back then. And you see the wire work in the movie when they show the Death Star planes and stuff. But how just everything was put together, like one scene had like 82 different things involved practical wise, like how many shots they had to take of the thing. It's just, it's a fascinating watch. It's so awesome to see how the, how the, the sausage is made with that. Yeah. And it, 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 it makes me especially appreciate JJ Abrams approach a little bit more where he's like, if we could do practical, we do practical. Yeah. And I you mean, know. ask, ask basically any filmmaker, They'll tell you the same thing. They would, yeah. they would rather have the, rather have practical visual effects, oh, and yeah. and actors are the same way because you would rather be acting to something, right? And you even in the Mandalorian when I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh wow, like that's the actual shit. That's the, that's a model of the ship. Yeah, you know, and it just it's mind blowing because I guess for the last ten years our minds have been just tricked to believe well that's just cgi that's just computer that's just computer that's just computer but now it's like now they're starting to go back a little bit and i couldn't appreciate it more i love it i i, I love that stuff well and the thing is like why use vfx just for the sake of having right. why why use cgi just to have cgi like if you can right. do something practically why not do it practically 
Right. It's it's got to be cheaper, arguably. Right. Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, and I. I and it's it's one of the that's where that's where I think George Lucas was he was trying he in, in his head he was thinking he was doing the right thing by going hey the prequels I can do these and I can push technology further which he did yeah I think it stands out a little bit more now there's some scenes that still hold up like the um uh the pod racing scene I think still holds up it it does I went back I'm I'm I I've almost finished uh my rewatch. Uh, oh yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that. How's that going? Because I I still want to go back through. Uh, I still want I still want to go back through the Last Jedi, <laughs> one more time. Uh, but I just like going back and watching the prequels again. And there, and I gotta be honest, I think that now, and I don't know if it's because I'm, uh, I don't know if it's an age thing or or what it is, but I just they're not as bad as I as as I remember. And I, yeah. I like I, I almost kind of want to just tell people to chill out about it because they're yeah. they're not. And I was like that before, you know, uh-huh. where I was saying, you know, oh, well, they're not really that bad. And I believed that I really did. Mm-hmm. But going back and seeing them again and ha- having not seen them for a couple years and really just kind of getting lost in it again. I thought, you know what, yeah. for, for the things about this that are genuinely bad. There's especially in episode one. There's just so much badassness. I think I appreciated Qui Gon more now yeah. than I did before. It's easy to be cynical about those movies, and I think for so long a lot of people capitalized on that. I, hell, look at Red Letter Media. They built their entire company on the reviews of the prequels. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see exactly what you're saying. A lot of people, I think, have changed their mind. Especially like, you know, I look at the Collider people. I look at the, a lot of those reviewers, and they're 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 the exact same mindset of you. Especially because now they have kids, and they watch it with their kids, and they're like, their kids just go nuts over Jar Jar and the pod racing and stuff like that. And when he's in the when he's in the ship and he's blowing up the the, the base stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, it, and I think people lose that magic in their eyes when they when you get a little bit older, and you become way more cynical, and everything you become way more technical. You know too much about it, but to enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. And I agree with you. I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I think I've seen episode one the most out of all of the prequels, and I still like it. I still I still get so much joy out, especially because the music. Yeah, I still don't like episode two. <laughs> I yeah, I, episode two I've seen the least, but there are still there's still parts of that that I absolutely enjoy. Again, the music in that is phenomenal. Yeah, there there yeah. are there are moments. I think two is the weakest out of the prequel yeah. trilogy, but oh, I yeah. I enjoyed I and and going back, I liked episode three. It's it's yeah. arguably the strongest, and I as I I'm still I'm never going to be a Hayden Christensen fan. That's never right. going to change. But it's just not I, – right. I don't know if maybe I was just able to push it aside or whatever, but it's – they're not that bad. Yeah. And I, well, the thing is, is I, I think the biggest criticism, especially the second, is the chemistry, the love story, Hayden Christensen, all, all of that. But if you look there, – there are things to enjoy about. Like I like the Jango Fett tie-in stuff. I like the stuff with Obi-Wan Kenobi trying to play detective and, and – there's a lot of lore stuff in there that they definitely tackle in the Clone Wars animated, which I think flushes it out way more. Yeah. And that's the problem is that episode was crunched 
they spent too much time on the wrong things, I think. Agreed. Um, but it was, it, it was only, it was like, a, hey, we have to do this because it's necessary. Because how do, that's how we set up the war. That's how we set up these stormtroopers. That's how we set up the clones. That's how we set all this stuff up. And, and, and his fo- eventual faults to the dark side, be putting them together. Um, the emperor, you know, uh, doing that. I, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I've been watching this YouTube series, The New Rock Stars, where they dive into all the the prequels. One thing that I thought was crazy that I never realized before. You know, the end of Episode One where the music is. Yeah. Oh, apparently it's like the the reverse, or it's like the it's the same song as the uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine song, but instead of done with men, it's done with children, as like a happy song instead of the. As as it was with Palpatine, and I I never caught that. That like is John Williams. Oh, that yeah, is some like creepy North Korea style shit right there. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that just, it was like this oh, is. I don't like yeah, that. This, this yeah, this is the Easter egg, the little nugget, um, that it turns, and then I think at the very end of that song, if you watch the credits, it goes into the Imperial March. Uh, but but yeah, so it, th- there's little nuggets to like, and I think we watched them at a good age too. We weren't crazy cynical into our 20s or something like that when we saw it. We were in our teenage years, and I imagine kids who saw it, they're like, "What are people talking about?" That it was their childhood movie, and it, you know, the, it, no one will tell me the Ewok adventures are bad because I saw them as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my kid vision of them were like those are fun. We watched them all the time. Uh, but I imagine if I watched it now. It's bad, <laughs> you know. It's terrible, um, but that's that's just how it is. And I think we 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 were kind of lucky enough to watch that, where we weren't super cynical. We yeah. knew they were bad movies, but it, I don't know. I I remember that time going to Taco Bell, like a little fat kid, get get it as much as possible to get the little pogs to collect them because I thought I was going to win, mm-hmm. which is a total scam. Yeah, I remember getting the pizzas. I remember getting the Pepsi cans. You know. Oh god, the Pepsi cans. There were twelve billion of those Pepsi cans. Oh yeah, and episode when episode one came out too, they had all the the Pizza Hut boxes, and I remember I wanted yeah. all of them like a little job, like a little monster. Uh, but man, it's just that time was so much fun, and I imagine there's kids nowadays right now that it's sad that now the advertising is in Porsche airplanes. I guess Fortnite is great for kids. Yeah, but I, you know, I... But I'm I miss it when it was more, like, something obtainable. Yeah. I think, and I saw an article where, like, Bob Iger was like, for the last movie, we're putting our advertising in the big products. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, I, I get it. You want to put it on a Boeing jet, and you want people who buy Porsche interested in it, I guess, because you think it's that bougie of a thing. But fuck that. Put it on a pizza box. Put it on a Pepsi can, like that's what I liked. Where a kid could literally get a hold of it, you right. know. Right. I mean, you know, put it on kids' stuff. Yes, know? exactly, exactly. Not a Porsche. No one cares that you made a fictional car that looks like a Porsche and a Millennium Falcon, <laughs> or yeah. whatever that commercial was trying to do. I don't know. It, to it's me, like, that was... hey, that's neat, but like that makes a better Hot Wheels car. Do right. that instead. Right. Who are you advertising to? God, that's gonna be like on a magazine in a plane or something and that's it yeah i don't know um yeah i don't know i think i saw mcdonald's toys they have some mcdonald's toys but man i missed that deal that they had with like 
Taco Bell and Pepsi and all that, which I guess is the same company now that I think about it. No, no, it used to be, but not anymore. Oh, they used to be. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yum, Yum Brands, which owns Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and KFC, used to be a PepsiCo subsidiary, but they oh. spun off years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I yeah. Mean, the, the, weird, the weird shit I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was fun, though, man. I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm, I, it's Star Wars week, so I'm unfortunately. Oh, it's all Star Wars. It's gonna be Star Wars for 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 a month yet. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm back in that mode. I can't wait to get the art of when it comes out a week or so after the movie. Um, oof, can't wait to dive into that. All the concept art, it's my favorite. That's gonna be wild. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also, just so I can get off the top, top the subject of Star Wars, there's a bunch of free Battlefront Two DLC this week that is. Uh, I think one of the planets that they show in the trailer, that jungle planet, I don't think they've officially named it or have released what it is. The one that looks like Endor, which I'm not sure is Endor, but you know what I mean. It's the jungle yeah. planet they keep showing in it. Yeah, the one that like is at the very beginning of the trailer, basically. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's got a whole bunch of skins from the movie. Um, so, yeah. So, if you have Battlefront 2, it's free. Go boot it up. Yeah, um, so, enough. yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Let's get back to... <laughs> to what we're talking about well we got to uh uh amazon's lord of the Rings series lost their lead okay yeah will will was it polter yeah will polter yeah i guess uh, it was a scheduling conflict yeah and i mean you know i i get that Uh, guys gotta work that's crazy uh so i guess the you know amazon call me like i've done i've got kind of a pointy face i've got a halfway decent beard like i mean come on look at this hair like you can find something for me great oh yeah but that's crazy man that, he, that kid's in everything yeah and this this tv show would have been fucking huge i mean they've spent what a billion dollars on it already something like that not imagine spending a billion dollars on a franchise and you're like i'm too busy sorry but i guess a contract's a contract you can't really get out of it no you, you gotta do what you gotta do so i mean i yeah. you know I, I respect that that's that's how the work goes yep Hey, better busy than not. So yeah, especially, and that's the thing. Like when you're an actor, like if you get a chance at a job, you take it because yeah. you don't know when they're gonna come around again. So right. it's, it's only a few that got lucky enough to turn some things down. Yeah, the way they did. Speaking of Star Wars, that they wanted Leo for the for Hayden Christensen role. Did you know that? I'm sure you did. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy to think about. That would have been odd. It would have well, it would have been odd with the dialogue. Yeah, I think he would have been a good choice. He's a better actor, obviously, but the that the that wasn't the problem. The problem was what they were saying. <laughs> that's that's true. And the that's, sand is is coarse. It's this rough. Is really, it gets everywhere. Is this turning you on? <laughs> it's um, so bad. It's oh yeah. It's, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one. Okay, oh, sorry, I gotta gush about this for a second. There was one scene that they, they cut out of um, Attack of the Clones, which I thought would have been important to do, was um, it was uh, Count Dooku who paid off the Tusken Raiders to kill or to capture uh, his mother. Yeah, I mean, because otherwise it's just a random thing. Yes. So they set them up to look like, you know, savages or whatever, Yeah. Uh, which is sad. Um, but but yeah, I, th- I was, it's a cool little nugget that they shouldn't have cut out. It makes sense. Uh, but yeah, now now it just looks like they're just like, you know, what they were trying to make them portrayed as. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was cool. 
No. Sorry. Sorry Fun to get mode? off track here. Back to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Man, Amazon's yeah. making moves. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for – I'm more excited about The Wheel of Time, which I gushed about last week. And I just, actually, once we start talk, talk, talking about it, I, I read like four or five more chapters. Nice. In uh, audiobook too. It's weird to say – I have that problem where like I listen to an audiobook, but I said I read it because that sounds better than saying, oh, yeah, did you listen to that book? Because it just sounds stupid. It's, I mean, that's fair. I mean, audiobooks are books, too. But... Right, right. I I ingested it. <laughs> I, that's fair. So, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just easier, especially going, traveling and driving here, driving there. It's like, oh, I got a 30-minute drive. I can put this on. I got an hour drive. I can put this on and knock out a chapter or a couple chapters for that one. Yeah. But, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, just going all over the place here. Um, the 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 uh the his dark materials. Um, oh, what's his name is in it? Uh, Lynn Miranda. What's his name? The Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Yes, he's in it. I had no idea. Yeah, I did. I had seen that at some point that he was involved. Yeah, we've probably talked about it. It's just it, we can we ingest so much stuff it goes in and out. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um, and he had opened his first scene in and he's singing something. I'm like, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's probably one of my favorite in it, too. His character just stands out. Um, but it, it, it got me wondering, like, I just, man, I'm curious about uh, the name of the wind in uh, the King Killer Chronicles. Yeah, what, I mean, what's that's... What's going on with that? I mean, you know, because Showtime passed, so it's just kind of the balls in whoever's court, you know? Yeah. If, if yeah. you want it, it's there. But I just wonder how, like, how burnout maybe Pat is with dealing with all that. Because I know there was a, like, the, everything around it, like the bidding war and everything that was around it was was a huge deal. Yeah. And I, like, that, and he's he's talked about before, like, it was a process getting uh -huh. to someplace where he felt like okay this like this is the right move this is the right company like he took a lot of care in that right. and then to see it kind of fall apart i wonder if he's just kind of if he's just kind of looking at that and going ah well then the hell with it which yeah. you know i i i wouldn't hate uh -huh. i really wouldn't but do i you think do you think it, do you think it has anything to do with his the final book in that series i don't think the, so the three i doubt it because they're and at least not in those terms because the the show is a prequel right so i i don't know like i doubt it had i don't think that the idea that that third book hasn't come out yet is not a deal i mean look at hbo hbo is not waiting for didn't well, wait for the not even the last book of game of thrones to come out that's true. That's true. Well, here's the thing. Showtime's next big thing is Halo, right? So, I'm at, I, I, I actually I'm seeing here that it, it it all fell apart because of the re the merging again with Viacom. Um, with okay. CBS. Fair enough. Yeah, when they came back together. Yes, giving all access, giving it access to all Viacom's IP, uh, which to potentially adapt Lionsgate TV. Meanwhile, fresh off its well, yeah. So it looks like once that happened, Showtime, that's where it fell apart. So I don't know if they still have the rights to it or if they can still shop that around. They they they've started shopping it around. I know that. Okay. Fact. Yeah. I hope Amazon, HBO, or Disney. I would I would even take Disney. I think Disney could do that. I, Disney would be all right. I think that this one is ripe for Apple. Yeah, I think oh, this Apple, is exactly. this is their big because I mean Disney is probably not 
But we'll talk about Disney here in a second and how they're going to be getting into this. Well, I'll just got to lead into it. Disney is uh, working on a Willow TV series. Right. And I never saw Willow. It's, it was a decent little movie. It was very right. Lord of the Rings-esque, but it was good. Right. And, you know, I mean, it, it starred Wicket. How bad could it be? Right, right, was, right. I remember it had Work Davis in it. Yeah. Um it was it was a good little little movie. Go back and 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 check it out. Uh I don't know where it's available. I don't know if it's available on Disney Plus or not, but it's definitely cuz it was a Lucas property. So if it's not on there, I don't know where it would be, but there Yeah, but I I don't think I don't think Luke who distributed it. Though? That's probably where it would land for streaming, right? Probably, yeah. Um, or you can just go watch it on Disney Plus right now. <laughs> oh, it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Perfect. It's Perfect. it's eighty seven, and I remember like it is a very like eighties fantasy movie, but it was good. God, I haven't seen this. That's what I'm gonna do after this because I haven't watched that in years. Yeah. But it's a cool. good it's a good movie, and it developed a fairly sturdy fan base. Yeah. Like it was kind of a proto Firefly in that respect. Okay. Um. But, uh, you know, Disney, that's going to be Disney's drop into this. And they're getting Jonathan Kasdan to do it. You yeah. Know, he's he's working on the pilot for it. So, I mean, Disney Disney has their fantasy series they're going with. I, I know Apple's going big on things like C, but I think, I really think, like, if they wanted to go big on this, that would be their get. You yeah. Know, with Amazon doing two. I mean, they're doing Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time. Netflix <laughs> has The Witcher, you know. I mean, this this is one they should really pick up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. it, 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 you're absolutely right. I think this this should be. Man, yeah, it, 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 that makes perfect sense. Right, because I mean, everybody else already has their stake. You know, unless Disney yeah. wanted to do this to put on Hulu. Yeah. This could be their their slightly more mature show. Uh huh. Because Willow is definitely going to be a more. I mean, especially if it's going to be on Disney Plus, it's it's arguably yeah. going to be, a, a, it's going to be aimed towards us a, a younger audience. It'll be a young adult and below audience, no question. Yeah, I think I think you know the name of the wind would be like young adult and up. It right. would be aimed that way, I think. So it it yeah. like that's one they could do on Hulu. Like I'm just yeah. saying, and I mean, come on, Lin Manuel Miranda. He's worked with them for on on Moana. Like there is a working relationship there. I would love to see one of my favorite Tumblr posts from years ago was an idea about a Disney movie where the girl can't sing, but like a third of the way through, holy crap, she's got bars. Oh wow! Okay. And, and I saw that post again a while back, and I was like, hey, there's a ready-made Lin Manuel Miranda Disney movie. Like. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. But I just, you know, there's a relationship there from from Moana. So I mean, you know, let's let's do it. Come on, somebody get on this. Like, there's there there is no downside here. You know, it's a fantastic property. It's a beloved property, and I get it. That comes with fans who are never going to be happy about anything. But if there is any company on the planet by now that is used to just putting out great products and dealing with absorbing deflecting and just brushing off the fact that some fans are not going to be happy with whatever they put out it's right. disney yes yeah exactly yeah oh yeah but you know i it's you know 
somebody's got to pick this up. Yeah. You know, and I and I wonder, I I wonder if the reason that that nobody has is just Pat not really wanting to spend the energy on it, which yeah. I get. You know, he's I mean he's live streaming this like for most of the rest of the month I think for his charity and doing you know he like live blogged on on Twitch and everything so it's he's yeah you know he's not not busy right so I you know I get it if he just it's it's his creation it's his series if he wants to say you know what we're not going to do this now that's totally his call he yeah. doesn't he doesn't have to so you know more power to him yeah. But, you know, I, I and this is, you know, this is just rampant speculation. So I obviously have no clue why, but that if I if I had to guess, that that would be my guess of just I I just think it's not something he wants to pursue right now. Yeah. But and I like I said, I get it. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um yeah, I I, I like Disney. I also like the Apple. I, I just, I just feel like those are the two because everybody else has one. Yeah, and I think those are, those are the one of the two should go for it. And I, I, you know, I haven't checked out any of the Apple TV Plus stuff. I haven't watched yeah. any of it at all. I really just right. don't have that much interest in it. But yeah. if you want to draw people in, here you go. Oh yeah. I think this this is one that'll get and especially, you know, this is this is a nerd fantasy show. Right. You know, this is this is that called, you know, most fantasy shows start that way. You know, Game right. of Thrones was too. And right. then it blew up huge. Yep. But it's I I I feel like of the two of of anybody that that could afford to do it both from a a content space point, a mm. time point and a budget point i think yeah. it's either disney or apple right i agree i completely agree but, yep i mean you know we'll we'll see what happens oh yeah oh yeah cool i i just hope I, i'm curious what will happen first either either somebody will pick up the rights to this and work on a show or xbox will stop putting x in everything <laughs> speaking of that mm-hmm Man, what a reveal! I I didn't actually see the reveal. I just oh, saw the wow. the headlines afterwards. I didn't watch because I was working. I didn't see the game awards. I have to say this: the game awards is surprisingly turning into something I care more about than E three. Well, and that's it's because the the game awards was always like this weird little thing that worked for a couple of years, and then Spike just kind of bailed on it. Yeah, and I you remember the infamous year that Joel McHale hosted it. And it yes. was just a freaking tragedy. Like it was a, yes. it was it was one of those train wrecks that you didn't even want to see anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. it was it was literally just the Simpsons mean of stop it. He's already dead. Yes. And then I don't remember if it took a year off or not before Jeff got involved with it and basically was just like, okay, this is mine now, and we're gonna yeah. do this right. Yeah. But ever since he's been in charge and putting everything together and responsible for it it's been an enjoyable show and i like i kind of want to go and and watch it too at some point maybe th maybe tonight or tomorrow just because it's usually a good show all the way around i yes. i may not agree with all the awards i don't know who won anything i paid no attention this year at all really but even even though 
I've because I remember the other year where I don't know if I agreed with a lot of the awards, but I still enjoyed the show. It was a great show. Oh yeah, and that to me is is way more important as a viewer. It's yes. not about like oh I was right this game won the award blah blah blah. I can get into like oh this is a really cool show. It's a great format. It's and it's done by people who give a damn about the medium that they're involved in, and it's run by those people. It's yes. not just it's not like the the Oscars or the Golden Globes where it's like here's a company that puts on an award show and you come up and you do things based on how we want you to do them. This is video game people putting on a video game awards show celebrating video games and video game makers. Yes. Distributed to video game players. So yeah. they, you know, they are very mindful of their audience and it's always been a good product and I've always really enjoyed that. Yeah. But tell me about give me a, an overall, you know, how how did the reveal go down? Paint me a word picture. Well, he was showing a bunch of – he showed a few games before that one that were just completely out of left field. It was like, oh, wow, that's cool that I wasn't expecting. Um, and when you see shows like that, if you think it's just going to be games, I never ever thought they would show a console. And then like uh, uh, he was just like, every now and then we get something that comes across us that we think just makes sense. And we wanted to surprise everybody and we think you guys are going to love this. And then like it goes quiet. And then you see a bunch of – of images of like games and if and it's talking about your dreams okay and i'm thinking dreams okay playstation has a game called dreams it's are this is like games this is like a dreams commercial trailer thing right fair enough. but then you start seeing xbox stuff and i'm like oh shit are they bringing dreams to xbox and, and it's not it's it wouldn't be unprecedented because we just found out about the baseball news right right yeah with uh the show and everything yeah, so I thought, oh, that's the direction they're going. That's interesting. And and then when they started, it was Halo and all, and I was like, oh, that's the new Halo game. Like, that's clearly Halo. And then it showed, like, you know, don't let your dreams, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then they showed this rectangle, and I'm like, are they doing it? Uh, and I was, like, in a Facebook group, too, talking about it to a bunch of people about it, and everyone's like, is this the reveal? Like, everyone's losing their mind. And it was, and it's basically a PC tower. Yeah, that was my first thought. I looked at that and I was like, "Oh, cool! Microsoft made a PC. Who knew?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm at, and I think you can turn it sideways too. Yeah, so they said that to. you can. Yeah, yeah, which makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so it, it's it's a PC tower, and I I thought, holy shit, they did it! They they just released. Uh, or they just announced the new Xbox, which makes sense because now now Microsoft doesn't have to have their own show this time of year. They can wait to E3 to announce all the little details like you know the date it's coming out, the specs, all that kind of stuff that the super nerds want. But this was a way of like, hey, this thing that you know it exists, here's what it looks like. Yeah, that's all they. That's really all they did, and it looked cool. And then they right behind it they showed. Um, was it Hellblade or Hell something or another two? Oh yeah, it was a uh, uh, see. I always forget it's Sen Seiyua Senua two or Seiyuna. It was uh, it was the studio they acquired. They announced. I think it was at E right. three this year that they announced they had acquired it. Uh, yes. But yeah, uh, so it's like okay, cool. That was something that people were excited for and wanted. Oh yeah. So that, yeah, Ninja Theory, point. right? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, and they were like, "Here's the Sensu or whatever Hellblade 2. Yeah, and it looked gorgeous. It looked like a 
the next gen type of game and i was like oh wow we're not only getting new consoles this being <laughs> you know shown at us we're also getting titles for next gen at this show yeah before e3 which is huge we we know e3 over the last couple of years have has really died down they've really a lot of these companies have pulled out and it seems like e3 is not the only show around anymore and it's not necessarily that bad of a thing. I think if, if other shows like this are going to be able to kind of – it's going to make you now want to watch it. Like yeah. after seeing this year's show, I'm absolutely going to watch the next year because it, it's one of those things. It's fun to make fun of it, but at the same time, it's also fun to be surprised. Yeah. And I think they know that. They're very, they're very aware that people kind of watch the show and rag on it and memify it. I mean, remember that one guy who was like, fuck the Oscars? Like, they know their audience. Yeah. And I, it, it's cool to see this. Like, hats off to him, man. It, 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 it was such a fun show to watch. I had more fun watching that than I and it reminded me of watching old E3 where the E3s used to be like big surprises and fun to kind of sit there and live talk to people and blog or whatever. I know you like to do it. Uh, this was like – this was that because it did seem like there was a commercial – it's a big commercial, the whole thing. But oh, yeah. it did seem like you know they're trying to – they're throwing ads at you. But at the same time, they're like, oh, and here's this game. Here's Bravely Default 2, which is the sequel to, and not Bravely Default the second <laughs> or Bravely second. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. I was yeah. like, oh, that's a weird name. Um, But yeah, so <laughs> – so anyway – um. Uh, yeah, there was just a ton of reveals. The games that won, I, I mean, I, I think everybody thought Death Stranding was going to get the game of the year because of, you know, his relationship with uh, Kojima and whatnot. But it was Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. Which surprised everybody. Um, Control won a few of them, uh, which from what I understand is uh, one of the best games. That I, I got to play that for, like, art direction it got. Um, audio design uh call of duty one which i think is really good like that's the, fair. It, yeah. that game oh man you you log into that and the, the sound is just phenomenal with all the guns and everything else uh community sport was destiny 2 which i think is rightfully so um i'm surprised fortnite didn't get it but uh the community behind destiny 2 are like the, the changes they've made in that game are really good um i think content creator went to shroud uh I don't know. I, don't, I forgot what the other ones were. Uh, I think Family Game, which is the Nintendo Award, <laughs> goes to Luigi's Mansion Three. Yeah, basically. If, yeah. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think every cat every one in that category was a Nintendo game. That's, that's uh, fair. Smash got Best Fighting. Of course. Yeah, Game Direction, which Death Stranding, um, which makes sense. Uh, uh, Disco Elysium got Independent Game. Okay. Which is out on the PC, and I hear it's phenomenal. Uh, mobile, I think, went to Call of Duty. Um, multiplayer, Apex. Sure. Uh, narrative, Disco, Elysium. Um, ongoing game, Fortnite. That makes sense. That game's massive. Um, Mad Mickelson for performance. Uh, Disco, Elysium for winner. I think, like, even Elon Musk was there at the show. Yeah, because his lady is a, 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 a developer, isn't she? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't. 
I have no idea who he's dating. I thought he was just like, what is the phrase? Asexual, where he's just like too involved in science yeah. <laughs> to like have a relationship. No, his, I, 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 and I say lady because I don't know if it's his girlfriend or fiance. I think it's his girlfriend. But she, I'm pretty sure she's a developer. Oh, cool. It makes, I mean, the cyberpunk stuff was all over the stage. Like, I was like, okay, that's, it makes sense. Yeah. I would, I would be shocked if that truck is not in that game. I, yeah, right? Like, I feel like it just kind of has to be at this point, if for no other reason than because the jokes. Like, Yes. And I think there was some, there was a bunch of announcements. I don't really have them all in front of me. Uh, but there, there, I'm pretty sure there was, uh, a segment with, um, cyberpunk i mean that doesn't surprise me at all really right my favorite part of the show though was the muppets there were muppets at the show okay yes hands down google go go look at the youtube video and it was um you know how they have the untitled goose game yes well i think it was the untitled meeker game is that the muppet beaker Speaker, yes. And it is the most perfect reveal. That's all right. I don't, that's, I don't know if it's a real game. I know the untitled Goose game obviously is, but when they show the untitled Meeker Beaker game, it looks like so much fun because it's it's Beaker instead of the Goose. For sure, <laughs> it's perfect. And then they're on stage, they're making their ju- their jokes, and then the Goose gets on the loose, and it's it is the most adorable thing. I've seen in a long time. I'll, I will it, bet it's fantastic. I was smiling from ear to ear the entire time. All their little silly jokes, the breaking the fourth wall because they know the audience is there. The whole audience is just smiling ear to ear. Honestly, they should they should run the show next year. That should be entirely run by the Muppets. <laughs> that was the best segment, hands down. So yeah, definitely go on YouTube if you watch anything from the Game Awards. Yeah, watch that. And I, I'm, I'm dude. This is the thing is I'm sure. Uh, what's his name that runs it? Uh, Healy. Yeah. Right. I'm sure he, that's one of the things he's he'll be able to see and go. Let's do more of that next time because that really got people going. Like a, a, any article from the Game Awards that talked about that, we're like, this was the standout moment that we really appreciated. And I imagine they, they you really have to get the people who do the Muppets to come down there and and do that that whole segment. Like, give me more of that. Yeah. Give me more reveals where it's like a tie-in joke. And it's it's, dude, it was just so good. Uh, and then the goose is there in Muppet form, and he he can't stop knocking things over and trying to steal it. <laughs> it's so perfect. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and it just looks to the audience and starts shaking. I don't know, it's so good. It was so adorable. Definitely made me want to go watch the um Muppet Christmas Carol. So oh, there you and, go. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I was talking. I went uh, saw my mom for a little bit to help her out or whatnot and uh we started talking about she was saying her favorite christmas carol oh man now i forget uh, she was telling me she, christmas carol is one of her favorite things she loves watching christmas carol every year yeah i forgot which one it was though because there's like a million of them oh yeah oh there's tons and uh is it george c scott i think she said was her favorite one Okay, fair enough. Which which is one from what is that? The eighties or is that sooner? Yeah, yeah, the nineteen eighty four. Yeah, and I was like, well, Muppets are hand down the best one. There's no question. They all <laughs> laughed at me, and I'm like, what? It's the Muppets. You, it's... Can't, you can't get better Christmas Carol story than that. No, huh? Yeah. Um, and there's a whole bunch. I mean, you can go on Disney Plus right now, and you can watch the Disney Christmas Carol. You can watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, there's. They have like two or three just. 
just on on there. It's it's nuts. yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's massive. I don't know if we talked. We, did we talk about this the last show? I don't think so. No. I hate going over the same things, but yeah, they, they, there's a there's a Looney Tunes one. There's a Daffy Duck, which is the Looney Tunes one. There's yeah. all there's so many different versions of the Christmas Carol. Well, yeah. Uh, a Scrooged is another good one. Scrooged is fantastic. I think Scrooged is such an overlooked yes. gem. Like Scrooged is is tremendous, and nobody gives that movie enough credit. Yes. I agree. I agree. It's it's really good. And this is the type of year. Go go seek it out. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon. Uh, you get if it's not there to play, you can rent it for a couple bucks, and it's totally worth it. Yeah. Um. Did we talk about the movies that made us last week? Yeah. Yeah, we did a little bit. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, because I've been watching some of that. So. Anyway, let's get back to let's get back on track. So yeah, Project Scarlet announced it's going to be Xbox Series X, which I imagine. You know, the whenever because Xbox did talk about they're going to have their baseline, which is going to what's is what they're announcing now, which makes sense. That's what most people are going to buy. They're going to, you know, who knows, four or five hundred dollars, whatever it's going to be. I imagine they're going to do the Xbox Series S or something like they'll change the X to a different letter at the end. Yeah. To say, here's our super duper one to the people who want. I mean, I don't know how you get better than the 4K native, 8K capable. 100 up to 120 frames per second what what would be the like the next one would be what 144 frames a second or i i don't know it, i i don't know where we go from there i have no clue. i imagine it's more space more storage and maybe like more ram whatever the the, the super duper edition is yeah. whatever it is the, those are for the people who are like you gotta just throw your money away kind of stuff and there's people out that that's that's fine i you know that's cool um but the the one that is going to be for the general audience, uh, that's what it is. It's 4K native, 8K capable, up to 120 frames per second. So that's that's going to play all of the new, you know, 4K. If you're out there collecting the physical media, it's going to play all that stuff. 8K is right around the corner. I don't even know if they make physical media in that right now. I don't. Think I know they so, make no. the 4K, but 8K is probably around the corner, right? I I would imagine so. But yeah, but this is going to play, you know. All of that stuff, um, and and man, the 4K is getting cheaper and cheaper. I saw a TV at Walmart for like two hundred and some dollars, 4K. Yeah, there was something I saw something at Best Buy, and it was like Vizio or Sony or something, where it was, you know, it's like three hundred and fifty, yeah. and it was like a fifty-inch TV, and I was like, holy sh! What? That's way more. That's dude. That's so affordable now yeah. because it's still a lot of money, obviously. Uh, right, that's... but it's what you know. Go back a handful of years. Go back. Yeah, go back three years. And a brand new 4K 42 inch TV would have would have put you back a grand, yeah, at least at least a grand, yes. And you know, it, so yeah, so it's definitely affordable now, and that's something you'll have for five to seven years. It's totally worth, it, especially if you're really into playing games and, mo- and watching movies and stuff like that. Especially now with the you got you got Disney Plus that puts out at 4K, you got to watch the Star Wars movies in 4K. Like, if you're looking for a new TV, it's it's a good time uh, for that so so yeah so i thought that was really cool um backwards compatibility with everything currently supported so yeah it's not just going to be backwards compatible with xbox one it's going to be all the way to like xbox yeah if it's backwards compatible now it will still be backwards compatible with uh series x which is awesome that's them putting their dick on the table for sony yes oh absolutely yeah, because I think we all know going into PlayStation Five, at least 
the purchases you did on PlayStation 4 should carry over because it's the same tech in the machine. Yeah. There's nothing... The only reason they wouldn't do it is Sony's just... Not denying it, if that makes sense. There's no tech reason for them to go, hey, we can't put that on the new system because it just won't work technology-wise. That's bullshit now. Yeah. The, the, the store and everything else should flow over just fine. Sony would be completely killing themselves. They would be pulling an Xbox next-gen if they came out and said, you have to repurchase all your purchases or something like that. That's where I'm out. That's where I'm going full Xbox at that point. No, because... and that's that just makes sense because, again, there's no... You know, they got away with that once. Yes. But it was like, well, we didn't have the right infrastructure or whatever the hell, and nobody really challenged them on it. But now it's like, no, there's there's absolutely no reason these cannot be... Yeah. Like, y- your your game library should be able to transfer over. Yeah. No question. And this, I mean, and that, this, is, and this is where I have to look at Nintendo as well. You know, whenever I'm purchasing on the Switch, and this is where I, that company I'd be afraid of doing it, because they don't care. Uh... I, I, how many times has someone had to purchase Mario? And I think that's why they're going the route of the monthly basis for those older games because they're just like, hey, give us $20 a year and you can play all these games on, on our Netflix-style service. Oh, right, but when's the last time like any of those have actually been updated? I agree. The, 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 they released the SNES ones, and that's when they changed and said, we're not going to do it monthly. We're going to do it more quarterly. Um, I guess what I'm saying is I think the Nintendo is the catalog where I think everyone would love to just be able to purchase it once and it moved from system to system. Yeah. But they have completely failed with that. You can't, you, you can't go on the Switch store and buy, you know, Super Star Wars that you purchased on your Wii. Yeah. You can't purchase Donkey Kong Country that you were able to purchase on your Wii. Um, that the stores didn't flow over. That would be the one company I would be afraid of with the next generation that it doesn't flow over because they're just that stubborn about it. Nintendo's like – they love to change the way a game is, but they also are extremely stubborn when it comes to that stuff. Um, so I, that would be the one I'm iffy about. Sony though, they're, they're too – they're right there with Xbox right now trying to compete in that – they're all in the same market I guess, but you know what I mean for the yeah. for that kind of system. They, they have to see what they're doing and go, okay, we have to make it completely backwards compatible. And it would be a nice surprise if they also say, yeah, we're going to somehow figure out where the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 – I'm sorry, 3, 2, and 1 are backwards compatible as well. That would be huge if yeah. they could do that. And there's a lot of it on – was it PlayStation Now? PlayStation Now has a tremendous back catalog. You can't yes. down the the biggest problem with PlayStation Now is the same as it always has been is that there's not enough stuff available for download. Right. It has to be streamed and that sucks because streaming games at least with the infrastructure they have is crap. Right. And uh, I I I know everyone's saying that's the future even um um who's the guy that just left Nintendo? Uh Reggie, Reggie. Reggie, yeah. Oh, he was at the Game Awards, by the way. Looked cool as hell. Um, uh, you know, you couldn't keep Reggie away from that. He... Yeah, he walked out with the glasses on and his swagger. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I think he, he has this recent article where he's like, streaming is the future. And it is down the road. Yeah, sure, in 10 years. In 10 years. But we don't – I don't think we have the infrastructure. I I... We've seen Stadia kind of come and fail miserably. Which, at... which was amazing because Stadia performed flawlessly. For the right. when Google did their alpha test with Odyssey, it was yeah. flawless, and I was 
stunned. Like, I was absolutely blown away. So why a company like Sony can't get their act together to have better quality streaming? And I was streaming it over Wi-Fi. It's the same Wi-Fi. And the fact that I was running it on... The the difference being, I can't get something on a PS4 to stream... I can't stream Saints Row 2 on a PS4, but I could stream Assassin's Creed Odyssey on a seven-year-old MacBook... And yeah, it's it runs, crazy. And it runs flawlessly. I was I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. And and the the crazy thing is uh I, from what I understand Xbox Cloud X is fantastic and I understand that performs even better. Good. Yeah, I hear that the the Xbox Cloud X performs even better. It's a better deal, I guess. There's a lot of stuff about Stadia that I guess didn't didn't you know, it, it, it didn't when it came out, it, it it wasn't everything they were saying it was going to be. There was a lot of issues with like, oh, you have to use this controller, and oh, the uh, it was the Google um, the Chromecast that they sent out started overheating. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, it originally wasn't intended to do this, <laughs> so uh, don't use it every now and then. only use it every now and then. It's like that's the only way you can do it now. <laughs> it's just, oh man, it's it's just bonkers. Yeah. Um, but it's the it's you know you gotta walk before you can run. So uh, sometime down the road that will all be great. But no, I I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a work in progress. It's definitely a work in progress. But everything Microsoft is doing, I am eating it up. The only thing I think in the last couple of years Microsoft has been missing is the games, and they've worked they're working on that. The, they, you they know. yeah they addressed that when they were like okay fine let's just buy up, you know, two dozen third-party studios. It's like, oh, I mean, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, dude, I, a couple of years ago, no one knew what The Last of Us was. Uncharted was just a baby. What, is it 2000? Or PlayStation 3 is when Uncharted came out. There's yeah. a lot of PlayStation series that don't have this huge history to it that Xbox could totally start right now. They could totally start good narrative driven games that get get people interested and in a couple of years from now they'll be household names just like a lot of the PlayStation ones are. Exactly. And hopefully they do grab up some things like how they got Spider-Man. If somehow Xbox and I don't like ex- exclus- exclusivity or whatever it's called, I would I would still be happy if suddenly they were like yeah, KOTOR 3 is coming out on Xbox. I wouldn't ca- I would totally buy an Xbox for that. That's fair. Um I, I don't like that. But at the same time, I do hope Microsoft's – I want them to have a piece of the pie. Yeah. Um, I, because I, I, I want them all to be successful, and I think that's how you do it. It, would, it was totally fair for Sony to do it with Spider-Man. Microsoft, if they grabbed a big thing like that and, and, and you know, the studios did their work just like Sony's has, it, it would be great because all the other stuff is perfect. The, the 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 game pass all of that stuff is and 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 you know putting some of their stuff out on on Nintendo's software working with other companies like it, it's it's good it's everything I want to hear and so I'm in I'm in with with the next Xbox for sure yeah apparently Wheel of Time rumored to be out March next year or sometime 20 at least by 2020's end okay uh, which is good so Oh boy, I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be fun to talk about uh, week to week, or I guess it'll drop all at once. But yeah, yeah, right. That would be cool. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Uh, where were we? Okay. Yeah. So I guess we'll jump into Mandalorian, then we'll get into Watchmen, and we'll uh, deep dive into that. But uh, what do you think of this week's Mandalorian? Uh, it was good. I liked it. 
I like yeah. that it was, you know, again, it was another one that I'm not sure if it really, quote, unquote, moved the story along, but I didn't care, yeah. again, because it was, it. you know, we finally got to see Bill Burr's character, uh, we got to see Mr. Krabs, you yep. know, we got... Uh, it was fun. It was I, good, I, you know, it, it was an enjoyable episode, and it did show a little bit of the world now post-Fall of the Empire. That's the thing. I think it did some good world building. It also gave us a little bit of his past, um, mm -hmm. um, some of the characters and whatnot. Uh, you're right. It didn't move the story forward too much at all, um, which is okay. I That's the stuff I'm not really that critical about. Um, I could understand casual viewers would be critical about that because they're not looking for the little Easter eggs and all that other stuff. And it's like, well, hold on. Let's Where are we going with this? Or is he just – I guess I would say now to anyone watching – and you're not really feeling it. I imagine the show moving forward is going to be about a bounty hunter doing bounty hunter things in the Star Wars universe. And that's kind of the idea of it. Yeah. Um, and I think at least now we know that's the direction they're going. Now, who knows? This is the first season. They could totally sit, switch it up by the end of the season or season two. I imagine the last two episodes will be kind of like the first couple where it's very much pushing things forward. Because I know for sure we're going to be getting the big bad. Yeah. In at least the last episode, probably the next one as well. But we're going to get an idea of kind of more more of like, you know, who's trying who who's trying to get the child and stuff like that. Um, by the way, spoils ahead for uh, Mandalorian Watchmen. Uh, so if we say things like Baby Yoda, you know why. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I, I imagine that that's what will be the next few. I think this was just a you know, it, I, it goes back to like I. I this is just them playing with their toys. And this whole episode especially felt like action figures and like – and they just sat down and were like, what cool things can we do with these guys? Exactly. And, and I ate that up, man. I totally ate that up. I couldn't even imagine being eight years old and seeing this and just having my mind blown away with these characters in, in the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, I like that each episode – they are adding things to the universe that hasn't been touched in all of this time. I mean, you said uh, the SpongeBob, SpongeBob character. Yeah. Uh, what was, I forget what his name is. Berg. <clears throat> um, his species. I had no idea they were. Uh, was it flame retardant or whatever? Like I, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that they could. But it makes sense. They look devilish or whatever. That sure. That and I they and I love they the whole episode. They were showing you that this guy is like unstoppable when yeah. it comes to like. Uh, physically harming him and the, the Mandalorian was throwing everything at him. Uh, and I, that scene was, I know we're jumping ahead, but I thought that scene was especially cool when the door came down and he pops up. Yeah. That was, I was like, door. Oh, we saw this in the first episode and then it opens again. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I know Harrison Ford doesn't watch the Mandalorian, <laughs> but I imagine this scene <laughs> would hurt watching for him. That's fair. That's <laughs> very, very fair. And I'm shocked that Disney keeps doing door jokes yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Not jokes, but scenes. Um, but yeah, uh, which was cool. I think to me, the standout would definitely was uh, Bill Burr's character. He was great. He really was. Yeah, he played it so well. The, the whole time, I'm like, I want more from this guy. Um, it was clear, you know, so, okay. So, yeah, they go to the, the, the space station. You know, he picks up these characters. Bill Burr doesn't know him, but it seems like some of the other ones do. Um and the whole time they kind of hinted at the idea was to leave this guy behind. 
or to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, who was the Twilight? The, uh, the female Twilight. She was in, like, Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was, uh, uh. Zion? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. forgot, I forgot her character name here. She, Shion, I think. Shion, yeah. Because she um, was her brother, right? They called yes. him, they called, and it's interesting, they called him Queen at different points, but it was she. Right. So that, I think, I, I think that lends an interesting kind of, of Eastern influence because it was spelled the same. When you see QI, most people are going to look at that and pronounce it, you know, key or qui, but it's right. she because that's a, right. that's a very Eastern thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is the first time we've heard their species talk too in, in the Star Wars, like live action. Yeah, actually, I think so. We've heard it in Clone Wars and it, they would sound kind of Russian to me, or is that just. Now that I'm trying to think back to Clone Wars. I, I don't recall off the top of my in head, the, really. In the audiobook, they make them sound kind of like Eastern European, like Russian, maybe okay. like Czech or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that. that uh, but I, I could be mistaken. Um, but anyway, I, I thought that was neat. Um, you know, that's been a species that's been around since the beginning. Um, yeah. So it's it's cool to see them get a little bit of more, you know, and then that's the thing is the, the, the they, they're adding little things to it that just cement it in the mythology of it. And I love that, you know. Yeah. Like, I hope one day we see Ewoks or something like that. That's like, I, I know this show and a lot of other shows get so much shit for fan service, but this is the fan service I want. Like, I don't care if it upsets people. That's the kind of stuff I want. I want the little references. When he when he said, what do you look like under there? I bet he's a Gungan. I lost it. I, that was, I, I thought that was fantastic. Like, I, like, I died laughing when I heard yeah. that. Because I thought I, that's, that is a dig at everyone who's ever made a Jar Jar joke, ever. And yeah. I'm, I'm down with it. Oh, yeah. And Bill Burr is the, that's the perfect person to deliver something like that. He's a comedian. He knows what it's like to kind of be on camera and that is the perfect kind of person to deliver something like that. Yeah. He's like mocking him and, oh, it was just perfect. <laughs> it was just so good. Um, and yeah, you know, we, we see a lot more baby Yoda in this. Uh, he drops him. And I think everyone, you know, stood up uh -huh. when that happened. How dare you? <laughs> like, nope. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it was just these guys were just all assholes. And I think the whole idea from the, if there's anything from this episode, you could say that it did build upon the story was it was to show you kind of what the Mandalorian, the group that he used to hang out with. I imagine this was like somebody who goes back and hangs out with a group of people that you knew were bad. And that you knew you shouldn't have been around, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that he's clearly become a better person since those days. Now, it, 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 I think it showed that he kind of always had this honor thing going for him. But I think it's so in his face in this episode that, like, these guys are just bad news. And I, I can't believe that I was around them. At least that's the feeling I got, was that, like, he definitely stood out among these people that they're not really him. Yeah. And that... That kind of lifestyle isn't really for him anymore, if that makes sense. No, it's it's very fair. And that's what I got out of it. Um, and so I I thought it was cool. And, you know, they get to the ship. Um, uh, they, they, they go in. They all have their own little thing. And to me, this was my favorite fight scene with the Mandalorian. 
with the with the with the rebel. Uh, but hold on, I gotta blow up my nose. Yeah, with uh, what was his name? Da, uh, Devon, I think his name was. Devon, the 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 robots, the oh, not the robots. I was talking about the the officer. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. mean the droids. I thought this was like the best fight scene where they see the droids come. Oh, the, they had the mouse droid. Now let's go there. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's funny. Oh, <laughs> and they shoot him, and then the rebel droids come. And they, you know, and they're like, wait, where'd the Mandalorian go? And they're like, oh, I knew he'd dip. And then he, like, pops back. He pops from the other side like Batman. Yeah. And just kicks their ass. And this looked just so choreographed, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was trem- It was it was fantastically well done. It really was. Yeah, the, with the wires and pulling them. And then at the very end, the blaster through the side of the face. And ah, you just fantastic. See, like, oh. It was sick. And then if you, and, you, and well, it's cool as you notice the rebel symbol, the new one. The the well, I shouldn't say rebel. The new republic. It's the new republic. Yeah, it has the stars around it. Yeah, which is a cool touch. And and, and so, yeah, and so did and did you notice the species when they were going through the prisoners? The first guy looked like he had a robe on. Like my first thought was like, is that like a a dark Jedi or something? Is that someone that went rogue? Because that's all you. But then again, you know. Uh, Uncle Owen wore a robe too, so it's not just like a Jedi thing. Yeah, but uh, it just you know, I like little things like that where it's like a glimpse of something, and you're like, wait, who's this? That's what Star Wars is, right? Like you see these guys at the bar in, in the original movie, and you're like, well, what's that guy's story? He's got a mask, you know. So you see that guy, then you see the um, the species that we saw in Solo. Yeah, four arms. I forget the name of them. I uh, it 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 escapes me. Yeah. Um. Oh man, that's gonna bother me now. <laughs> uh. And actually, it was uh, uh. Who 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 played the voice of him? Um. The director or the writer. Um. Oh, you lost me. It uh. John Favreau. He played the voice that, of uh, that species. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was in Solo, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, where were we? Um, going through all the different prisoners. Yeah, because it was, yeah. it was a really, like, interesting scene, because they showed, they, they really did just astound, the thing that, that I really enjoyed about it was the idea that, yeah, the New Republic isn't just, like, all peace and love and happiness, like, sometimes you still have to kick some ass. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I like that they had droids. We haven't really seen that except for like, uh, you know, the only droids in the Rebel lines that we saw were like R2-D2 and stuff, right? Right, and these were great. They were like an upgraded version of the original battle droid. Yes. That they were, they were a nice, it's like somebody said, hey, you have the battle droids and you have the super battle droids. What if we combine the two? Yes. And that was what you came up with. And I'll tell you what, like, those things looked badass. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Rio, he played Rio in Solo. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, he's an Ardinian, uh, is the species. So, yeah, he had, like, the forearms. Um... They almost look like, like chimps or something with forearms. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, you see that species pop up, and then you see like an X, uh, uh, X Imperial was like the third one, and the fourth one looked like the guy from the Goonies. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but um, that was cool. But yeah, we see the fight scene. We, we get to see all their abilities. I like Bill Burr's third gun that just pops out of his back. Yeah. Like, that's an action figure. I saw an interview with him, and he, I think it was like with H3H3, and he was talking about what was wild is like Disney pulled him into a booth that had just like a bunch of cameras and he had to sign his like DNA away and he had no idea what was going on and he realized, Oh, this is for the action figures. Oh yeah. So like, I imagine there'll be a black series of the Mandalorian. Cause I think I saw the Mandalorian in one of them as a black series. I imagine once the series, this, the season is over, there'll be a whole bunch. Probably. So yeah, you'll that... be able to get a Bill Burr action figure, which is wild yeah and in the interview too it was funny because he was like for years he'd make fun of star wars and like the culture behind it and the nerds and stuff like that but he was like once i got into it and he's like once i went to comic-con he, he went to comic-con to host the breaking bad thing he said it really did change his perspective and he realized that yes they they're very obsessive not upset they are obsessive but they're very they're they're, they're they're very polite though the people there he's like you go online it's a whole different ball game but the people there that sign that, that pay the money that pay the tickets to see you. He was like, they couldn't be sweeter. It was like, you go to, he said he went to a baseball game recently and he usually gets sports fans that are like, Hey Bill, they're all, he's like, they're all used drunk and rowdy and whatever. He was like, the sweetest guy came up to me. He clearly was a bit of a nerd, but he was just like, Hey Bill, I'm really looking forward to seeing in the Mandalorian, you know? And he was like, the guy couldn't have been nicer. And he was like, that's the one big takeaway from this is that like, it really changed his perspective on it and i thought that was a cool little story yeah i um, think that's cool that's someone from nice. the outside that it's so easy to make fun of and be cynical about uh nerds and some star wars and all this stuff but like it's cool to see someone on the outside come in and go oh hey it's not that bad at least face to face it's not that bad yeah uh, online's a whole nother ball game especially yeah. if someone doesn't get what they want uh -huh. but um especially at celebration man if you're gonna pay that money to travel you're gonna pay that money to be there those are all the, the, the big fans that are just uh, in love with it. Uh, even if something comes out that's not that good. It's it's like, hey, we still love it. It's still part of it. And But anyway, so anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, so I mean that was really the episode. They, they, they And then they trap him. They get her brother. They And then, and then it kind of turned into like a little bit of a horror with the red lights. And it kind of turned into like, now you're locked in here with me deal. Exactly. Yeah, it was a very Rorschach thing of just like, oh, okay, here we go. Yes. And one of my favorite scenes is where, I think it was with Bill Burr, where the lights were flashing. and it was Oh showing. my god, I love that scene so much. It yeah. was amazing. Just the way everything's dark and that quick flash of light and you'd see him. And it was just, the best part of that was the last scene where he's standing right behind him. And Bill turns that way while it's dark. And he misses yes. him. And because he's come around the other side. Oh, it was so... That was just magnificently done. It was so it, good. It really was. Uh, the director of this, Rick Famuyiwa. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Rick Famuyiwa, yeah, who did the dope. He was also in the episode. He was. Probably, he's my favorite director out of all of them. That's fair. In in this. This episode in 2. Uh, 2 hasn't been my favorite episode, but I'm saying these two combined... It's like, I like this style. Yeah, I, this I'm, I'm good with that, yeah. Yeah, especially like in the second one where it turned very much into Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, It just felt like a badass. And in this episode, it was <laughs> it was the same as well. Yeah, that's true. Good point. It just felt like a badass. Um, So anyway, um, I guess my biggest criticism of this, 
a little bit of the acting was over the top, but I never it never took me out of it. Like maybe her hissing, I could have done with a little bit less of. Like I felt like this was like someone at the beginning of this should have said, uh, "We some kind of Suicide Squad," because that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. But that that would be my only criticism is it felt a little bit over the top with that. But at the end of the day, you have a Devil Man, you have a guy with a gun coming out of his back. You have a Twi'lek who I imagine to most people it just looks funky. So at the very end of the day, it's a very goofy thing, but I loved it. I loved the the heist type of feel of it where they're like, we got to break this guy out. Um, the whole time I was wondering who it was, too, because I'm like, could this – when they started saying, oh, th- this guy is in a rebel prison, I'm like, who could they possibly be talking about? And, of course, my mind is like someone we might already know, which is stupid because – it obviously wasn't yeah. uh, and the Star Wars universe is bigger than that. But I guess for so long we were trained that everyone's connected when Luke was suddenly Leia's sister, her brother and you know everything. It's fair. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. We had no idea who it was. It was his brother throws him in there. They escape. We talked about the getting all and I thought he killed some of them. But then we find out later that he didn't. Yeah. And, you know, he, the, the last guy, the guy they escaped is like right there getting away. And he's like, hey, if you kill me, you won't get the bounty. So like he let him live. And then, oh, we didn't really talk about Zero. I thought that was such a cool droid. I liked Zero. I did. Yeah, I really did, too. I'm just, I'm sad that he got killed. But I mean, it makes sense that he'd be he'd have to get killed because how just close he got to killing Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, The actor. Uh, now, I, I haven't seen. Uh, He's from the IT crowd, right? Yeah. Uh, Richard Iowati. Yes, and it's a series that I never saw. You've talked about it before. Yeah, he's, I know him better. I'm not, like, I never really got into the IT crowd. I know him because I watch a ton of, like, British panel TV shows. Like, gotcha. all of their different, like, this is by the same company that did Whose Line Is It Anyway kind of shows. Right. And he's on all of those. Cool. So, cool. I like, I was familiar with him, and I saw that name, and I was like, oh, well, that's going to be neat. Right. Um. Uh, I don't think he has the physique that Kamel Nanjiani has now, but it's it was it was fun to see him involved in that. Yeah, oh, man, do you want to know a weird thing that I just saw? I looked up, uh, I looked up his IMDb for some reason. Jeff Foxworthy popped up, and I was like, "That's not the same guy." That's, no, that's <laughs> not. I had I thought that would be a funny droid voice. <laughs> I would hate. Okay. <laughs> That would completely take me out of it. <laughs> I, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny to run, a, run across a uh, Jeff Foxworthy. But anyway, um, sorry. But yes, uh, I thought he did a great job with Zero. And Zero was I, – I, I really like the part where he was like, he's driving. And and, and the Mandalorian was like, there's no way anyone could make that, that kind of movie. And he was like, a droid can. Yeah. And and it showed. As soon as they got a hyperspeed, he did all the right moves, even though those guys were being thrown all over the ship. But it, he was able to do it in such a way they weren't detected. Um, yeah. And it was cool seeing a droid act like that. That droid seemed menacing to where, like, the ones in the prequels felt just like a comic relief. Where this one was like, oh, I wouldn't want to be in the same room with this guy because he yeah. could destroy you. Fair. Um, very fair. Yeah, but it was cool. And I like the end where the where you know Yoda is wise enough to know Baby Yoda that this thing was not his intentions weren't good, especially because he had the gun. So he like puts his hand up, realizes it doesn't you know doesn't affect a droid, 
or we know that, I guess, is the audience. And then he gets a he- his head blown away. Well, and... it's it's not that. Um, I mean, I think that Baby Yoda. It just confirms like he doesn't actually know how to use the Force. Well, that's what I mean. I it, that's his uh, that's his defense is like, hey, I'm gonna use this thing, and he doesn't know how it's going to work. You're absolutely right. That it, it's yeah. He's not. A, he doesn't know the rules like Yoda would. Obviously, it's hundreds of years old. He's just like, hey, I know this thing will work on a lot of the things. Like, let me try this because it's the only way I can protect myself. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian. This is kind of the reverse of Episode Two, if you think about it. It's the Mandalorian that saves the day for him. Yeah. Blows his head away, and I liked how he just looks at his hand. Like, did I just do that? <laughs> um. But yeah, it was adorable and. I like at the end that he was just like, you know, I told you that wasn't a good idea, and he hands him the ball. Uh, that, that to me was just fantastic. Like yes. that's that was adorable. Where he just unscrews the thing and hands it back to him. It's like, that's just all. Like yeah. I had nothing beyond that. Right, right, right. And I, I think this episode just kind of solidified, at least to me, that those people that just that's not his life anymore and he has moved on from that he's matured from that yeah uh now it's going to be interesting how he's going to make money how are you going to be a bounty hunter with a heart of gold in this universe it's got it's going to be hard yeah especially with a child on board like every every time he keeps doing this it's like wait what is how you're putting him in danger you can't do this anymore with a kid um so I'm curious how this is all going to play out. I think the next few episodes. Oh yeah, we didn't even get to it. Sorry. Uh, the, some one of the most amazing parts is so he brings him back to the space station, drops him off, no questions asked, and he goes to take off. And the ship that pops up, it almost looked like a pre-Empire ship. It looked like a like an old Republic ship. Not old Republic, but you know what I mean, the Republic ship. Yeah. It looked like one of the fighters from Naboo, essentially. Yeah that style and then uh of course they find out that uh the uh i because i i wondered where that like where that beacon because they they we kind of skipped over the scene with the actual like the one organic person on board that whole scene of like there's there's a dude here like what the hell there's not supposed to be an actual person here right and they're just kind of like yeah well kill him no don't kill him eh kill him why we don't have to kill him and then they kill him but it, right. it, 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 the, the consequence of that was it triggered that homing beacon. And it's yes. like, well, they're going to show up and just shoot first and not bother asking questions, right. which I thought was an interesting trait to give the New Republic. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, here's this thing. If you set it off, we will come and destroy wherever the beacon is. Yeah. No questions asked. And that was the voice actor of Anakin Skywalker, right? Yes. Yes, it was yes. Uh, from uh, from the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they set that up that, like, hey, there's this thing. It goes off. They're coming here to destroy it. There's no questions asked. We have to get out of here. We have 20 minutes. Yeah. And so they leave. And I was one- and I, I was kind of wondering, like, well, well, did they just show up and there's nothing going on there? So it set something else up. What is it? No, he left it with the with the brother. <laughs> he left it with the brother. So he went and it destroyed that space station. Yeah. Which is, uh, man, like, there's probably a lot of innocent people on that space station. Well, I guess they're all kind are, of bad. Are there really, though? It's kind of a, now it's a, whoa, he just destroyed that space station. I mean, it, it really kind of would have been like somebody blowing up the cantina. It's like, right, it's right, like right. yeah, that sucks. But is anybody really going to mourn anybody that was in there? <laughs> 
Right. We can't think about it too much. <laughs> just get like, oh, oh, what just happened? Uh, I'd like to think that it was just them two. On the, and like everyone's kind of – that's his house. And everyone's left not working on ships right now. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so – uh, but yeah, we, we saw – I thought that I, – I didn't see that coming. I didn't see him putting it on him, and it just let us know that the, the Mandalorian is why – you know, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. Um, and the the three X-Wing fighters were the three directors. Yeah, which I thought was fantastic. I thought that was, that was a fantastic little trio of cameos. Yes. Oh, yeah. I even think, like, they gave him canon names. I think Dave Filoni's is, like – one, I think his name is like the wolf something or another, which of course, yeah, like a hunter or something like that. Or no, it's like wolf trapper or something like that. But but yeah, so we got episode seven. Uh, and throughout this episode, we saw um, Carl Weathers' character on a hologram. Yeah, that the one that we saw. What episode was that? Two, two, three. Yes. Well, it was a new message. It was basically. I think it was him trying to, like, get the Mandalorian to, to talk to him. Was it a new message? I'm pretty sure it was a new message. I don't think so. I think it was an old message. Oh. I I don't know. I gotta rewatch it. I took away that he was, like, trying to meet up with him. Nah, I, th- I like, think... Like, deliver it... the child and blah, 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 blah. I'd, I'd say I think it was a new message. Okay. Or it was an old message. That's what I... I think it was old. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well... Well, that was it. I mean, I thought it was a great episode. I loved the cameos. There were a ton in this. Yeah. It didn't stand out too much where it completely took me out of it. The only thing I guess it did towards the end, but I loved that. I'm glad that they're in there. There's the three directors. Um, yeah. And it was a fun, like, that's a perfectly great use of a cameo. These characters yeah. didn't need to be important. They're never going to be seen again. So it's right. fine. Let, you know, let that be that. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so we got two more left. We got one coming in a day or so away, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday morning we'll be able to all watch it, and then uh, the following episode is going to be after episode nine. And I doubt it has any tie-in with Rise of Skywalker, but that'd be cool if there was some sort of something that connected them um, in yeah. some way. I'm, I'm, I, d- I doubt it. I really think it's highly just, doubt it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just that synergy of like, look, we're not going to put out an episode on the same day as this movie comes out. We're not stupid. <laughs> No, no, no. The the only thing I'm thinking of is like an Easter egg. Is if there's something mentioned in the movie or show that has some tie to it, or someone just walking in the background. That that's literally all they have to do. If that's possible. Yeah. Because the way I see this last one is, this is this is the end of the Skywalker saga, and they're really I think they really are trying to touch everything at once while telling the story. If that makes sense. Yeah. And. That's why I'm saying is I I I would I think that would be a fun surprise if there's a mention or a name or even a planet that's just talked about for a second uh, that connects them that for the general audience goes right over their head but the people who have been watching week to week Mandalorian they're like oh shit I know that name <laughs> you know or that's whatever fair. yeah that's fair that's all that's all um but but we'll see um and then of course yeah so it's kind of like it's on the eve of the the rise of the skywalker and then we have the post as well so it's right after it so yeah uh but yeah so so that was good let's let's you want to dive into some watchmen man so so we talked a little bit about it last week you saw a few episodes um uh 
I've been watching week to week, and it's been just a joy. It's totally reminded me of Lost. It's like I said last week. It might be my favorite series. Yeah, of, of first season of all time. Lost is usually my bar. I can't think of of a better, well put season. Now, again, we've said before that we're going to be talking about spoilers, but let me ask you because we, we haven't we you you caught up the last few weeks on a lot of the episodes. Yeah. What did you think of it, man? What, what what did you think of Watchmen? It's boy, it's a show. Yeah. It's 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 a very well constructed, well designed thriller, I wanna say. Because it's it's a great mystery that then dives into being a thriller. Those last two episodes, the last one especially. Yeah. Where where you go sprinting towards the finish, but not in it's not rushed. Like, this is just what it's been building to. And when it hits, when it comes to the end, man, it hits it hard. Well, and just like Watchmen, yeah. it starts with the mystery. That's true. It does. Who killed, you know, um, who killed the comedian who killed Ned? And then you find out very fast who did it. And you find out that's not the point. Like, that's not the overall mystery or whatever of the show that there's something way deeper here yeah this is the to me by far and away the best soft reboot of any franchise i've ever seen that still continued it as it's it's still a canon or whatever yeah this is the best it's ever been done and it it it, it, it is it is to me just as good as the original if not better and it doesn't take anything away from the original it, it, this is the Old Testament and the New Testament, if that makes sense. And I think that's how Damon Lindelof treated this. They referred to the original comic as the Old Testament, and they treated it as canon. That's fair. And they were like, this is just – this is the new story. This is the best way to tell that story and to keep it fresh and different, but at the same time completely honoring it. And and in all the same story beats, like you said, it was it, – it, Starts out with a mystery, but it changes completely, and it turns into something different. Uh, and it has all – I mean, dude, like the eggs. The whole season they've been showing us eggs. Every yeah. episode. The, the, the smiley face. The eggs are the new smiley face. That's fair. Yeah. It's, yeah, and I think that's the first image we see of the smiley face in the first episode is them making the, the eggs. And her talking about it and her talking about uh, everything that happened in Tulsa and whatnot. And it's it's in every episode. The lady who sells her eggs on that farm, breaking the eggs, like it, it, him at the bar with it. It's just all about eggs, and 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 in a lot. Of, this whole season had to do with you know generations and fertility and all that other stuff, and and passing things on, and all the little hidden messages and all the little stuff it was so good. And like I said, this was this is the kind of show that you want to come out weekly because you get a week between time and you get to talk to people about it. And I have a little group of friends that I talk to about this show where I'm just like, this reminded me of lost. And this stuck the landing or I think lost didn't stick the landing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I understand the leftovers, I got to check out because everyone's saying, if you liked Watchmen, check out his leftovers. It's very much in the same vein. Where they feel they stuck the landing with it, um, and yeah, man, it's just, dude, it the, the 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 it went so many places I wasn't expecting. The whole idea of the hooded justice and his backstory, and that was the one character 
that Alan Moore never uh, fleshed out. Yeah. It was always a mystery. His his entire story was. And that was the story. That was this 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 whole season was about him. Dude, it opened up in that same theater that it ended in. Yeah. And 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 what he saw on the screen and what inspired him on the screen um, and what he did later on in life when he was hung in New York City by his fellow police officers. To me, the episode six was the best episode. Uh, that that style, how they did it, where she took the nostalgia pills, and she was seeing her grandfather's life. Yeah, that that whole episode was a trip, and, and I mean, it, was it was a little jumbled. Yeah, so like it would cut from like her being in the city in a in a car driving down the street to the imagery of the kid when he was in Tulsa seeing, you know, the 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 black community being dragged down the street, and there was it, that's kind of how. When I was watching it, it was like, wait, why are these people being dragged down the street in the middle of the city and no one's seeing this? And I was like, oh, shit. These nostalgia pills are fucking her up. Yeah. And then you see, like, throughout the episode, they'll open up a door and it's like a, the city burning. But they're, you know, they're they're having sex on the bed or whatever. And it's like all of these things are coming together. And it's because – and it's, it, it goes to the Manhattan thing of it all happening at once. All of these memories, all of this matters. All of it is it, – it doesn't go away. He it, it stays with him throughout his life, and uh, it molded and shaped him. And not just him, but also clearly his family moving forward. It, it was like it, it was all passed down, and I think that's the idea of the show. Yeah. Is that you pass this stuff down. Um I thought it was brilliant that it opened up with what it did with the Tulsa stuff. That's – the so many people don't know. I didn't know about it. Well, because you know, it that's that's the thing that was crazy right. because it was it was legally declared something that couldn't be taught. Right. In Oklahoma. By Congress. Yeah. And they were like, you can't you like we don't discuss this. And that by itself It's crazy. Just just in in principle, let alone, you know, without adding the layer of what it was about, but just that idea alone. That oh yeah by the way here's a here's a genuine tragedy where 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 aircraft was used on our own citizens you were talking about a hate crime yeah but the idea that something like that no we're just gonna make it so that you can't legally talk about that that right. should scare the absolute hell out of everybody it's insane like we have no problem talking about the the uh, horrendous crimes of Nazi Germany yeah. But, you, know, you know, or Stalin or any other country, it seems. Yeah, but we but used aircraft own. on our own people. And it's like, yeah, no, we're you're you're absolutely not allowed to, to teach that. It's and they, the fact that that was allowed and that nobody said, hey, what about the First Amendment? Like that. I mean, that should have been the beginning and end of it right there. But yeah. it didn't. Well, it's, it's the reparations thing. Like I that that went up to like they won it and then it went to. I think like Supreme Court or something like that, and then it was turned down. Yeah, um, and that was all used in you. That's the the was it the Redford? Uh, yeah, they uh, they they called them Redfordations. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They use it as like a as a something that it was almost coined as like a derogatory thing. Yeah, in it and just depended on what color skin you had, I guess, uh, or how you felt about it, um, and it all felt. That's exactly what would probably happen in our world if it went that way. Yeah. Oh, I loved when Adrian, you know, comes back 
and he's just like Robert Redford's been alive for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> or not alive, but he's been president. He's been president. He didn't for expect 20 years. that. No. Yeah. Oh, that whole man, his whole journey. And that was boy, that was a trip and a half. That was such a trip, and him coming back, and at some point, I I I went from like hating him to like championing not championing him but like i was rooting for him and i think we all were kind of towards the end where it was like yes this lady needs to be stopped yeah but i also like at the very end they're like no you're going to jail asshole yeah like you killed fucking how many people three million no. yeah yeah like you're sorry and those two characters ending up working together towards the end makes sense yeah and i'm sure she felt a lot like oh this guy kind of reminds me of rorschach um it was just so cool. His whole his whole episode too, and his journey, and how he was used his whole life. Yeah, starting from the beginning, his origin story. Like, they did such a good job making these characters not just comic book characters, but like the way comic book movies and stuff try to do origin stories. I don't think you get better than the ones we saw in this this season. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, especially Angela. Her grandfather, those two alone, right there, are some of the best character origin stories and arcs in any comic book thing I've ever seen. And then, of course, I like his, I like his as well because his was like at first you're like I don't know how to feel about this guy. He's kind of a jerk. He's a dick. He's blah blah blah. Yeah. But then you see his journey, and it it remind it very much was like Rorschach. Um, but like he was like, oh, this guy's just been used his whole like. You just see how people use them. I think maybe some people, they they fell for that. They're like, yeah, I've been in a situation where I was just completely used. The wool was pulled over my eyes. And just when you think it's okay to let someone in again, it happens again. Yeah. Uh, and it, 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 and, and by the end of that episode, I was like, oh, God, I hope nothing happens to him. Because it's like, I, they made you feel something for this dude yeah. by the end of it. And it then was... you're like, I don't want him to die. No, it was a trip. Yeah, it was good. It was so good. And like I said, the sixth episode was my favorite because it really just flushed out his character. There was a lot of surprises that I just wasn't expecting. The whole reveal that, you know, uh, Hood of Justice was not a white man. He was a black man because if he was a white man in that time, no one would have followed him. No, if it was a mass vigilante going out, at, you know, beating up uh, people in the middle of New York City, they would have hung him, obviously. Yeah. Because in that time period. So it that was perfect. Um and then, of course, the stuff with his relationships that it was just such a it was such a surprise. And it was so they did such a good job setting it up. Yeah, they really that, did. Yeah, that by that by that time, you felt you understood the character. You knew his motivations and everything. Just the pieces fell into place. And that's the thing I'll say about David Lindelof. I love mystery. That's my favorite part of any story. That's my favorite. When I go look for a movie. I want something to surprise me. I want to wonder the entire time. Going into the, the Rise of Skywalker, I have so many questions. And to me, not everything needs to be answered. As long no. as I yeah. As, as long as I get some sort of euphoria at the end, if I, as long as I get some sort of peace with what they give me and some answers are there, I'll I'll be fine. And he does that so well in this. He leaves just enough a mystery that I'm sure people will pick apart and wonder, especially the very end when, you know, it's kind of like the spinning 
tabletop from uh, what, what's that movie? In, in, in oh, the the crystal oh, Inception, movie. the spinning top. Inception. Yeah. yeah, there's kind of that moment at the end where it's like he's handing the baton over so that oh, that's the thing. Like I know we're jumping all around. I'm sorry, but do you think that because he's talked about this whole time that his idea was for one season? Yeah, which he told. Yes, and, and that he wanted to tell beginning, middle, and end. And it be its own little thing. Yep. And he and, succeeded in that. And he succeeded in that. And he, you know, H, uh, there was an interview he did with uh, Black Man Beyond. <laughs> What's his name? Um, Kevin Smith's uh, dude. Oh, um, um, oh. The, the guy who co-hosts. Yeah. Um, Shoot, I can't remember. That man on Black Man. Yeah, um, I can't, uh, I can't. It's Alex something, isn't it? Uh, I, th- I thought it was, uh. Uh, Mark Bernard. Mark Bernard. That's it. I, yes. I, I'm sorry if your name is not, if your name is Jim or Bob or Steve or Bill right. or Mark. Like they're all the same to me. I always remember his Black Man Beyond because once they they coined that, I was like, that's such a cool nickname. Yeah. And that's what he goes by whenever it's Fat Man or Batman, and it's just Mark. He goes Black Man Beyond, and he says at the beginning of the episode. That's so it's fair really cool. enough. Yes. Uh. So. So, and I think that's like the. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so he did. Uh, he did a um, uh, not an interview, but it was like I guess it was at some writers guild thing, some writers meeting where they he got Damon Lindelof for an hour, and he got to ask a bunch of questions, and then some of the audience did, and um, and I mean, it, go listen to it. Imagine it, it, it's good, especially with someone like Mark Bernard, who is a writer, a black writer in Hollywood, that. He asks super important questions like, how did you come at this? And how did you come at this like you're a white man telling the story? Yeah. You know, and David Lindelof is like, I was very aware of that going into this. And he was like, it, 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 you know, and I think it's important to know that David Lindelof turned this down to begin with like twice. And finally, uh, when it, it got time to where like he was done with the leftovers he knew that they were going to go ahead with somebody. Why not tackle it? Yeah. Uh, he had an enough. idea, especially it was all, it was all the, all the things were lining up. He said he was on a plane reading a book. I, I don't have the, it in front of me, but, and it was about the massacre and he would talk to people about it and he was shocked that no one knew about it. So he knew he wanted to somehow enter that into some sort of story because he felt it was an important thing that people knew about. And unfortunately in 2019, the only way people seem to get information is from their television or movies. Yeah. And so he thought that would be an interesting way to, to, to tell a story about in, in, in Watchmen. Cause that's what Watchmen's all about. It's very political. It's shocking. The people who just find out like the people who watched the first episode, they were like, why is everything got to be political? It's like, that that's Watchmen. You, yeah. You can't have it without the other. So, but it's a very interesting conversation and David Lindelof, you know, I'm not going to go over it here. Definitely go listen to it. It's on um, their YouTube channel and it's just a, it's, it's an awesome talk and it's a very good look at behind the scenes where, you know, uh, I think like seven of the nine episodes were directed by women. Um, when he went into it, he know he did, he wanted his, his writers to not, to not be all you know, generic white male, you know, he, he, well, he needed a mixture. Um, he got people of color. He, he found out later that he actually hired on some people that 
He only knew one of them um, was gay openly because they said it. And I guess the guy said it in the interview. Of course, those questions weren't asked, but he was like, it came out that. And, and, and you need those kind of voices to tell that kind of story uh, or it could be bad, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and he talks about how he had this idea that it would be this, you know, whatever thing. But he uh, early on into it, he realized that he very much took a step back and and let them go and and it was it was it, it was just as, it's an interesting thing to hear about especially because I'm not a part of that world of writers or whatever it was interesting hearing these two talk and how Mark Bernard has had you know uh, his journey in Hollywood it's probably very different than Damon's you know yeah i would and, imagine and, so Exactly. And, and, and so, and, and representation and all of that. And it's just, it's a really good listen. Go listen to it. Um, and also there's an official Watchmen podcast with David Lindelof that does for HBO. They, there's three episodes out now and it's in it, you know, the first three episodes, he does a podcast, the second three, he does another. And then the third three, he does another. Yeah. So that third um, one will be up by now. Yeah. No, we talked a little bit about that last week, but yeah. So if you want to know some inside baseball for that go listen to it and it's and yeah so I, I don't know if hbo will do another season i hope that if they do they give it time and that they make sure the story uh means something I, I don't want this to be serialized where it's like every there's a new season every year and it just gets worse and worse and worse this is going to be hard to pick up the ball from yeah where do you go from here i mean i i think we all kind of like you know the stuff with angela at the end um in her story, obviously, I think that's where you would pick up from. But what story do you tell? You know, this this was how many years after Watchmen? 30? 30 something? Right. So there's been way more than enough time. Because it's modern. It's, like, it's, it's set today, basically. Right. And the first one and Watchmen was 85, right? So 34 years. Right. So there's been so much time away that there's a way to tell a story with all of these characters and all of these events. You couldn't just be like, well, here's another crazy story that happened two weeks later. <laughs> like it, it'd have to, I just wanted to be worth it. And I think that David Lindelof was like, Hey, look, this is not my, I don't own Watchmen. I told them I had a season. I was going to work on a season. He was like, you know, uh, I, I'd be lying if I said, I didn't think there would be another one because surely they would want to do another one. But I don't have, he's like, I don't have anything in mind and I, you know, it, you just have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine if they do do another one, if they do it with him, they, it would be a few years out before he has some sort of idea or story. He did talk about in that interview that he did want to do, actually he mentioned the Mandalorian a bunch. He was like, moving forward, I kind of want to do some original stuff. He's like, but the problem is every time I do that, I do get suckered back into a uh, current big franchise yeah because he was watching mandalorian and he was like how much would i love to jump into this universe how much fun these guys must be having playing with all of these toys fair but it is very restrictive yeah that was the one thing he was talking about is like you with those kind of stories especially star wars we've seen how many directors and whatnot they've gone through it's extremely restrictive even more than i would say watchman was to him um but you know, he talked about, I don't know, I, I keep going on about that. Just go listen to it. It's really good. 
But The Watchmen is a show in general. Dude, I loved it. I There was just we, – we haven't talked about so much of it. The, uh, all this stuff with, I don't know, the the – the true and her family and the clones. That's kind of that was messed up, dude. That what the episode that opened up with her and that family there. Yeah, there's so many Easter eggs. I I'm so mad that I don't have my notes from last week. There are so if you go if this is one of those things if you go back and rewatch, you're gonna catch so many things, so many references, so many hints, all the little Easter eggs throughout the throughout the season. The music cues are all taken from things that have been said in the original uh, Watchmen, like uh, the the musicians, uh, the the pale white horse, all of that stuff. Yeah, all of that is just throwbacks. Um, even when she was in Vietnam, dude, it, it, and the whole st- we talked did we talk about last week the Spielberg movie? Yes, I think a little bit. Yeah, like the in in this universe, instead of doing Schindler's List, he does the Pale White Horse, which is the story of that band. Yeah, who went to New York City before, and you know, and then the the squid dropped. There's so many references throughout this show. Like the Pale White Horse is on a painting, and you find out that that painting was owned by what's his face, and uh, you know, it, there's just there's so many little things. It's just I I couldn't gush more about this. I, I I'm just mad I don't have my notes. But this is the last time we're talking about Watchmen. Next week I'm gonna have some of my notes, and I know we're done kind of with the overall Watchmen, but I'm gonna bring it because I want to talk about a lot of the Easter eggs. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because it's definitely worth. This is gonna be something that I'm gonna be rewatching, just like Lost, or or at least just pushing off to people to say, you need to go watch this series. You know, in the next five years I'll be telling people like. If they're like, hey, I don't know what to watch, go watch Watchmen. It's nine episodes. It's all contained. As long as you've seen the – I think you can get away with it just seeing the movie. Just someone will have to explain the end of the movie is a little bit different. And Squid drops instead of it being Mr. Manhattan, Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. And you can at least get a general idea of like, oh, I know who that character is or who she is or he he is and what they're trying to say. But um, yeah, man, all the stuff with the clones – and I, I just love that symmetry with it where, like, it's it was so hard to watch where she tosses the dog into the, like, bin to kill it. Yeah. But he was doing that with babies. Like, it was symmetry. And it, it was just – everything was blowing my mind. I was just like, this is so good. How well written is this where they were like, we're writing – you know, the, the, they were writing oh, – okay, so you know when it's revealed that who Dr. Manhattan's been the whole time? Yeah. They were dropping all of those hints at the very beginning. Did we talk about that before? How his name is Cal from, you know, Cal-El, like Superman? Uh, I didn't get did that. We t- did we talk about that? No. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. First episode when she says Cal and and he's – and how how dead panned he is telling his children about what happens when you die. There is There is nothing. That to me was my first thing of like – Okay, this dude is like okay. I, what is up with him? Right, and a lot of people that know, you know, no matter what you believe in, you still tell children differently, right? Like, you th- or at least that's how a lot of people do. Yeah, you don't just drop like that. You you you're born, you live, you die, and that's the end of it. You right. don't drop that on kids. <laughs> you don't take the innocence away that young. Absolutely, and I think that was the biggest you know hint. And dude, it's just it's such. It's such a 
they were dropping all these super fan hits. Kal-El, he's got the hidden personality. Every And you go back and watch the show, and you'll see, um, what's her name? The whole time, D- D- uh, Dr. Manhattan's ex-girlfriend. Lori. Lori. The whole time she's obsessed with Cal, and she doesn't realize it. She's like, this is the first thing she says is is she's like, oh, hey, Cal. Like, she's totally into him. She thinks he's super attractive. And it was like, of course. It's because she doesn't realize that it's actually her ex. <laughs> but the whole time, she's just, just gushing over him. And it's it's because of these writers, they, they make things in normal shows important in this show. Where it's just like, I thought that was just filler. I thought that was them just wasting a few minutes introducing her boyfriend who... Who wasn't important at all, yeah. Uh, throughout most of the show, and they have all these little hints of who he is, all the books that he's reading, all of the books, uh, tie into it in some way or form or another. I even like the Beatles song at the end. What was yeah. the Walrus? Yeah, God, that's right. I am. Yeah. He, yeah, it's it's totally. <laughs> You know, and I think that was the lyric of the the episode, right? Like it comes from the sky or something like that. Yeah. Like it's it just all tied in. It was all just wrapped up in a nice little bow. A lot of the things that people guessed came true, but they they, they still, you know, they they did such a good job showing you a character hiding in plain sight the whole show, and that's exactly what they did with the comics with uh, Rorschach. The whole comic, you're reading it. You don't realize that this little character that they keep showing with the sign, the end is nigh, is not important. And then by the end of it, you find out, oh, that's been him the whole time. Yeah. And the Watchmen does such a good job about hiding these things in plain sight. Uh, and that's what they did with him, with Kal-El, and him, the big reveal. Uh it's so rare for shows to shock and surprise us these days. It's fair. And, and Watchmen did it, did, did such a beautiful job with it. I, I couldn't be happier with the show. The premise, it, how weird all the stuff with, with Jeremy Irons. It all makes sense at the end. But when you're watching it, you're like, this is some bad shit crazy. It's like, this like, is just, like, this is absurd. It's, oh, it's genuinely absurd. absurd. And you're like, what in the hell is going on here? Especially when he gets to the pigs. Yeah, the my God. Room. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous. But I guess that makes, like, the, 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 man, uh, go into uh, the new rock stars, I think it is. They're deep dives into every episode in the Easter eggs. I'll put, actually, what I'll do is I'll put them on our Facebook group. I'll start with the first episode, and then in the, uh, in the comments below, I'll post them all. They are just, man, you, you're, you're just going to be blown away by how many different Easter eggs they put in there that just completely went over my head but when you watch it you're like that makes sense that totally makes sense yeah fair enough um, but yeah i don't know i i'm in love with it i love what the show says i love their message i love how they put it in such a way that was just kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time i couldn't turn away personally this is my favorite show this year my favorite show in a very long time this is going to win all the awards i think uh, unless there's something I missed. I mean, I guess maybe like Chernobyl or something, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll probably take it. But Watchmen to me yeah. is far and away the best thing I've seen in a very long time. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what they do next. Um, it's it's going to be curious to see where it goes from here. It really yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely going to be curious where they go with it. 
if they do anything else. I'm curious what Damon Lindelof's going to do next. I like that he dropped a bunch of stuff about um, Mandalorian, but I think it, it was unfortunately it was like, hey, that's something I would love to do, but it's it's probably not the right move. Yeah. Yeah. So if you watch anything this year, go check out Watchmen. Um, I know HBO is expensive. I think if you've never signed up for HBO now and you own an Apple device, you get it free through iTunes for a month. Actually, I think you don't even have to have iTunes. I think HBO now offers a free month through anything. Huh. Yeah. At least it did when it came out. HBO Now, I th- like most things, I think it gives you a free month. Yeah. HBO Now, free trial. Let's see here. Yeah. Get HBO free, free subscription trial. You get the mer- first month free. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Stream seven days for free, then fourteen ninety nine a month. So, hey, so you get it for a week. You can knock this out in a week. <laughs> Um, de- it's definitely worth it. Uh, or, you know, go borrow family members, HBO code, <laughs> go get it, go get it legally. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to say about it? I, no, I just, I, that's, that is a great, you know, I mean, we hear Abrams talks about the mystery box yeah. all the time. This is that kind of, of storytelling. Right, and it's it's something that Lindelof did well for a while, and I think he learned from Lost that less is more. Yes, that yes. that a smaller, and I will take you know if this show is one and done, good. I'm I'm perfectly happy with this because it's something that didn't. It's like many TV shows; it didn't need to be made. It's not something anybody was really clamoring for. But it well, was. That's the thing. It it's was, funny you say that. Yeah, because he talked about that in the interview about Lost. And how that should have never happened. Lost was such the guy who greenlit Lost thought that he was out of a job. Huh. I guess uh, what was happening with AOL and and uh, ABC. He, he talks. Go, go listen to the interview. He talks about how Lost was a fluke because the guy who greenlit it and said, "Go for it, go shoot this one million dollar." At the time, it was absurd how much money they were spending on the pilot. Well, yeah, that's true. He was saying that the, the the producer behind it thought he was being fired. He thought that he was being shown the door the next year. So he said, fuck it. Go do this idea about a survivor. They pitched it as survivor and then a big mystery behind it. Yeah. Um, and that was the only way it got made was because the studio thought they were doing something that was popular, survivor. They had no idea it was going to be this big genre show. That's fantastic. And there's no reason it should have happened. It's no re- the studios would have never spent that kind of money on a show with that kind of a risk. Lost changed everything, to me at least, because you don't get shows like this if it's not for Lost. No. You don't get shows like Heroes if it's not for Lost. No, absolutely. No, Lost was a game changer in TV, no question. Yes. Now, there's a ton of things that have failed, and David Lindelof has talked about it. He's done things that have failed. He's not untouchable. I think that's that's every artist, right? Yeah. Um. And I just think he's gotten better and better. You don't get this kind of, you don't get lost storytelling without Watchmen because all of that is Watchmen. The 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 way they tell the story in such a chopped up order between the past and the future and the present that that would have lost so many audiences. But people latched on to Lost, and you know what we've talked about it. A lot of people don't like it. Did does don't believe it's sick landing. I think it did, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people. It's very hard to get that mystery box right, and that's exactly what you were just talking about. I think with Watchmen, he nailed it because at the end of it, you walk away satisfied, and that's 
you have to do that. You can't you can't let the audience not have that come to Jesus moment towards the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, the story, th- there has to be a an end to a story, especially when th- there are big questions that have to be answered. You know, you talked yes. about Rise of Skywalker. We're not going to know absolutely everything. Hell, we didn't right. learn anything. I, my, my favorite thing to point at is the original trilogy. We knew Jack about the Emperor the right. entire time. We didn't even know he was a thing until until Empire. And right. it wasn't who is he, what was he. He was just the Emperor. He was right. just the evil guy. And you're supposed to wonder who – you're not supposed to get obsessive and, and, and say the studio owes you an answer. You're supposed to wonder who it is. Yeah. You're supposed to kind of come up with your own headcanon, and it's supposed to make you just use your imagination. Like, yeah. That's the whole idea, and and you know he talks about in that interview, which I've been saying everyone needs to go listen to, is he talks about how he likes to be confused during things. As long as there is that come to Jesus moment at the end, where everything kind of comes together, and you have that euphoria, like, oh, Eureka! That of course, as long as you get that at the end, you're fine. If they completely cut it off and they don't answer any questions, sure. But that's one thing you can't say about Lost. They answered the questions. It just wasn't what people liked, or they just didn't understand. They the the problem with Lost was that they went so long without answering questions that by right. the time they got to where they had to answer them, they weren't able to do it in a satisfactory way. Right. Lost technically should have been four seasons, four or five seasons tops. Yeah. I think they they would have been able to tell a more precise story. You start dealing with all the time travel and all that way earlier. It would have been better. Agreed. The first season was perfect, but that's where like it should have been done in three or four seasons. But they were like, "Hey, this is making a lot of money. Let's pump, pump it." But it, at the very least, that also changed American television because that was one of the first shows that dropped from twenty-four episodes. It just got less and less and less, and the last season was only like thirteen. Yeah, and but now we're used to that. Yeah, but network television is still the same though. But that's what I'm saying is that. I don't think you can tell this kind of story on network television. You can't tell Watchmen on network television. Oh, no. You can't tell Lost on network television anymore. No, no, you couldn't. This, this no is way. streaming. This is HBO. This is Amazon. This is this is what this is what Mandalorian is with eight episodes. This is what The Wheel of Time is going to be with eight episodes. This is what The Lord of the Rings is. It's going to be very tight shows. This is what Game of Thrones was. There's a lot of stuff in Game of Thrones. As much shit as that show gets... The, up until the last season, pretty much unanimously, everyone loved the show and, and, and how it told the story. And there's the thing. Game of Thrones suffered from the same problem that Lost did at the end in that it was yeah. rushed. Yes. And they didn't have the time to do what needed to be done. And right. this one I lay at the creators, you know, yeah. because they themselves said, hey, you know, we were done with this. And that's right. yeah, that was not yeah. a good that didn't work. If that last season was broken up into two seasons and yes. they had more time to show her downfall yes, or to lay those seeds, I don't think it would have been such a shock to people. The no. crazy thing is, is mo- what was funny to me is most people who read the books already assumed this was going to happen for years. Yeah. They just didn't like the execution of it. They that's... didn't feel that, that it was deserved in the story that they were telling. No, that's it. And that's exactly – like that's exactly the way I've always put it. It's right. like, yes, obviously this is how this was gonna go, but and you know, well they said in the very beginning, you know, she did this and that. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but the problem is you can't. You have to look at 
the journey she had been on the last right. season in particular before that. And, and, it and I doesn't... think the books will do a better job. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's just that was the problem. The destination wasn't isn't my issue. It's the journey and the fact that it yeah. went way too short, especially for a show that prided itself those first th yeah. three seasons on on a scale of time that right. felt appropriate. And right. then suddenly, like, everything just happened all at once. Yeah. And it was no, just, yeah. it was just, it didn't work. But but I think a lot of people threw the, what is it, throw the baby out with the bathwater. I didn't. I still yeah. love Game of Thrones. I'm excited for whatever they do next with the series. I know they're doing one of the prequels. Yeah. That world is still super interesting to me. Even even though what happened at the end, I'm still, that, that still, that show still holds a special place in my heart. That Just like Lost does. Oh, yeah. And just like Watchmen does now, but I Watchmen to me had a better. It stuck the landing. It, it did. wasn't rushed in the last two episodes. No, because there was a very clearly defined roadmap of this is where it starts, this is where it ends. How do we get there? Yes, and, and I, in, I hope if if anything is taken away by the end of that season of Game of Thrones, it's HBO going. Okay, we need to make sure that when we start this series, we have an ending in place for this show or an idea of where we're going so it's not going to be rushed again. Right. Um and and you know moving forward that that that's that's why I saw the stuff about the name of the wind but clearly like you said that's a prequel that it doesn't matter where the name of the wind book series is ending because what they're doing TV show wise is going to be a prequel. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um but at least with like for example the wheel of time there's a beginning middle and end and and they can they can even I, I do hope that they even remix a little bit of it. They change some of the story of the characters to keep it fresh for the people who read the books. But uh, at the same time, making sure that it is something that stays true to the characters, if that makes sense. Um, I, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know what I'm saying. It's making any sense. But I hope that even if they do make any changes, it stays true to the characters and decisions they would make. Agreed. Like, yeah. Uh, but at least there will be. Hey. Here's here's the Bible for all that books basically. Here's here's it all laid out, beginning, middle, and end, and you know, how are you going to tell your story and how many seasons? Um, and I think that's that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, I I couldn't be more happy about Watchmen. I'm so glad that came out. I'm excited to see whatever comes next. You know, it's a shame Alan Moore will never see it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, that's his prerogative. I'm, yeah, I I get it. Yeah, but it, it would be funny, but if if we do hear anything out of him, uh, that is, you know he 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 caught it somehow. I'd have to see. I'd have to imagine he has to be curious. I, I doubt if it, it's really. bad or not. You don't think so? Nah, because I think I he he's he has always just kind of seemed like the person who who has genuine apathy for yeah. adaptations of his work. He looked at it. He looked at, you know, signing away those rights as just a horrible mistake. And yeah. and so the hell with it. Like, he, I genuinely believe he just does not care at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. you know, it's, it, he has that right. Like, that's right. totally up to him. But, yeah. you know, I'd, I would, I would love for him to, to at least attempt it, you know, yeah. give it a shot and see what you think. But, you know, I, you know, we we never will know because I I can pretty well guarantee he's never gonna watch it. Yeah, but yeah, 
But yeah, the, I guess what I would say is to everyone but Alan Moore, yes. if you were on the fence about watching it, if you, you just heard the whole, I spoiled everything, so I hope you have seen it, but it's 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 it pays so much respect to the franchise and what came before that I just, I would love if people took this as an example of how to do something right. If you think about the things that they did in it on paper, it could totally, not the, the word's not offend, but... It could be risk for it to be like, hey, this is what we're going to do with these characters. Oh, it's a huge risk. Huge risks um, to to people going, well, you can't do that to Dr. Manhattan. Like, you're going to make Dr. Manhattan a man of color now? Like, j- just throwing that on paper, I could see where people would be like, like that would blow their minds. Yeah. But, but the way they told the story, it makes perfect sense, and it's beautiful the way they do it. Uh, the, the writing is just the best I've ever seen. Um, in the execute, it's all like you said. It's all in the execution. Yeah, and, and that's how you do it. You don't do something. Sh- he never, he never did anything in this to to shock for shock, just for shock's sake. No, every there was a the the logic was sound. Yes, like if we did acquire Vietnam, <laughs> acquire is a funny word. I shouldn't say it as like, but if Vietnam suddenly became a new state, of course this kind of story would happen, and of course in 2019, the in America this kind of story would happen. Um, and, and these would be the, the talking points. Um, and it's kind of has, it's always been for a very long time and it's just, it's such a beautiful story and it's, it's, it's just so, it's just so well written. Um, I hope other creators and other, you know, the companies see this and they're like, that's a blueprint of how you respect what came before, but at the same time doing something completely new. Yeah, uh, changing it up, and I and you know before all this came out, he was talking about how it's oh it's Watchmen, but it's like a remix, and it, it totally makes sense. It's exactly what it is. It's a sequel, but at the same time, it's a remix of the original. Yeah, with current events and current things going on, just how the one in the '80s were as well. So, anyway, I don't know how if I have anything else to say about it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I I, I can't wait to see what this what would they move forward with with Watchmen? Hell, hell, even if they don't move forward, I these actors are completely on my radar now. Um, and I can't wait to see what Damon Lindelof does next. Yeah. And I'm going to go watch Leftovers because everyone says that is just as good. And it's three seasons long. And it was, you know, it's Damon Lindelof doing what he does with the mystery box. Just such in a well, like here's three seasons, a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah, but I've always, like, I hear about Leftovers that it's very like The Wire in that you have to see it all to get into it. Right, but I'm that's the thing, is I started watching Leftovers a while ago, and yeah. I thought the first few episodes were boring. Yeah, but... see, and by that point, like, I, it may be, like, no, if you do the whole thing, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like I have to get through something so that I can enjoy it right. by the end. I want to enjoy it while I'm watching it. I guess I'm just in that mood of that, like, this was so well done that I know if there's a, a, a satisfying ending, I think I'm in. I, yeah. I think I'm going to watch the three seasons because it's it's not long enough where it's like ugh, seven seasons. I got to sit down for seven seasons. It's like it's three, what, ten episode seasons? Something like that. that. Yeah. I could do that. Especially right now. I'm going to be in full Star Wars mode this week. But after that, well, we got The Witcher. But I, I'm going to have time, I guess, to watch it. 
is all I'm saying. <laughs> and I, I, I'm excited for it. it I, I need something now because I feel like after Watchmen, there's nothing else on television that is holding my attention except for Mandalorian. But it's Mandalorian something very different. That's more of a – it's a different feeling. It's not as uh, – I don't know. It's – I don't want to say creative, but it's not as stimulating for that kind of mystery. Right. With no, Watchmen. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so I need something like that. And there's, you know, his dark materials, I guess, but that's ending too. So I don't know. I wish, I hope, I hope Witcher is week to week, <laughs> but anyway, anything else? I, I think that about covers it. I mean, next week is going to be, you know, just full on star Wars. Yeah. So it's, I mean, we'll it's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. It'll be Mandalorian rise of Skywalker. Like, I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be all day. We might do like a whole spoiler episode. Our main episode might be a little bit shorter, but we'll just do like a whole big spoiler for Star Wars. Because I imagine we'll want to knock that out. Yeah. And and you're watching Star Wars now all, all the way through through all of them. So I'm curious what you'll pick up on Yeah, I watching it. Yeah, I want to see like to, to, to have everything fresh in my mind. Yeah. You know, and then go into Rise of Skywalker and see like what I pick up on. Yeah. That maybe I might have missed, you know, something yeah. that it's like, oh, I see that. And to yeah. to think like, oh, I wonder, you know, would I have noticed that, you know, mm-hmm. a week ago, you know, not having having everything just very fresh. Yeah. Like you rewatched episode one recently, right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, what is it? Uh, was it Maz Kanata? Yeah. Apparently, like her doll is in Anakin's room. Okay, well, that I didn't notice. There's like a little wooden statue of Maz Kanata in Anakin's room, or what people think looks like Maz Kanata. I I think the latter is probably more likely. But it's curious. I don't know. There's so many so many theories. And I about... and well, and in that case, I mean, I suppose it's possible. That they would have seen this and somebody would have said, hey, that's a neat design. True. Oh, yeah. No, I totally think that it's just a coincidence in that they saw that design and that they used it and whatever. But I also love the fan theories as well. And I love the fan theories of how in the world could – I mean think about how did Maz get his lightsaber? That's – And she is hundreds of years old. She's over a thousand years old. Yeah, so – her, st- her, so there's all you know. Who knows? <laughs> it's a Palpatine. Yeah, who who knows? Uh, it's it's just a, it's just one of those things that they threw in there. No one saw. No one cared about because, of course, no one knew Maz cannot exist. We thought it was just a doll. Yeah. In Star Wars, but you know they've done crazier things. They put the statues of the Sith in the Emperor's office in the throne room. Yeah, that's or fair. not his throne room, but how did the Jedi not see that? I, you That's know, what baffles me. I'm like, you, wait a second. Who could the Sith Lord be? Well, we went to the senator's office and he had four giant statues <laughs> of, of Sith things. Um. So anyway, I don't know. There's, oh man, I, I can't wait to let's deep dive into that. So yeah, next week, I think let that I think it'd be best if we just do like a big Star Wars episode. Yeah, it'll just be a big like, here's all of the everything. Like, yeah. this is just what this is going to be. 
yeah, so try and see it this weekend. Um, but that's the good thing about podcasts is you can listen to it whenever you want. Yeah. Um, we'll put a big spoiler headline above it. That, but if you're like us, you know you got, you got your tickets. This is it's it's man, it's the end of a saga. It really feels like the end, even though we've had the end of the saga twice now already. Um, yeah. Well. I think this is officially like Disney going, hey. Oh, and that's the other thing. Uh, uh, Kathleen talked about was that how like trilogies aren't the really w- the way people make movies anymore she goes it's very limiting when you say hey we have this three movie arc instead of going hey we have this whole universe yeah we can tell multiple stories in it kind of like how you do with the marvel stuff where her idea is that like or what she was saying is that this is their way of we they knew they had to tell the end of the skywalker story yeah and this is their way of doing it so that moving forward, they can tell stories with characters that are that don't have, you know, 40 years of of history that they have to latch onto, and that they are uh, they're kind of in a bubble. that right. You can't get out of and a new Star Wars story with new characters that they can do anything they want with. Man, you're off to the races with that. Um, and so it got a, the the inter, it's it's in um, what did I say it was in Los Angeles or yeah Los Angeles I think you said Los Angeles Times yeah yeah Los Angeles Times go 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 read that interview it's fantastic and it, it got me really hopeful for the future because everything she's saying in it is what it, it's smart and it's the right decision even if people are going to give her crap about Solo or the decisions with the Last Jedi. I, I like everything she's saying. Even if she doesn't continue on with Lucasfilm, if she hands it off to someone else, I think they made good decisions. And I think moving forward, they made a really good decision by giving a little bit of time. And moving forward, man, we're anything can happen. They're still kind of confined by like, here are the planets, here are the races, and the Force. We still have an idea. But <clears throat> hey, man, we're in Episode Nine. We're still learning new things about it. Yeah, Force projection. We didn't even know was a thing. Or that we saw on screen until the last one. Uh, so, like, who knows what they're going to... I I think apparently we're going to see some new stuff in this one, too. Um, which will be cool. So, I'm excited. We'll see you guys all next week. Hopefully you're staying warm. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, get, go to WeGeekPodcast. Uh, you can email us at WeGeekPodcast.gmail.com. We're on all your podcast services. Android, Apple, um, Spotify, YouTube. Um... Twitter, we at We Geek Podcast. Uh, send us a tweet and let us know what you thought of it uh, after you saw it. Um, I'm going Thursday. I'm sure you'll see it by Sunday. Don't tweet us as spoilers. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll see you then, Captain. Captain.